Blog Talk Radio. It's time to strap our boots on. This is a perfect day to die. Wipe the blood out of our eyes. In this life, there's no surrender. And there's nothing left for us to do. Find the strength to see this through. Final breath. 
Nation, thank you once again for coming to Bard's Logic Political Talk, part of the conservative conversation. And I just felt compelled uh, this evening uh, to play the opening song in its entirety uh, tonight. I just think that more so than ever that those words in that song are really speaking to what we have to do and, and what we're, do, we're doing today. Uh, now, of course, as you know, whether you're listening live or listen to the podcast, uh, that the Democrats are yet once again trying to impeach President Trump, uh, this time for, again, actions that he did not – I mean, if you – again, if you actually listen to what President Trump said, much like the letter – and much like his speech when he told people to march peacefully to the Capitol building, uh, that there's nothing there. And the media, which I believe is actually one of the true adversaries and enemy of the people, lied, and the Democrats are going along with it with that lie, one that they're, of course, promulgating themselves. And not only that, this time, because they don't think there's going to be any backlash, is you have 10 Republicans who are going on board with this, with this impeachment. And why do they want to impeach Trump? They're afraid of him. They don't want to take the chance that he could run in 2024. But one thing they forgot is let's say this impeachment, this actual impeachment is successful. Donald J. Trump is not the last Trump. He has sons and daughters who can be the president of the United States. Well, some are too young, but he has a family. And mark my word, because if you listen to My regular listeners here know I'm I'm generally not one to toot my own horn, but if you go back and listen to our past episodes, okay, we predicted this stuff coming here, not not the impeachment, but we've predicted things here on Bard's Logic that has come to pass, such as if you go back a few episodes, we're talking about how the United States is becoming more like China. And they're talking about it because, look, we got one party system, which has a basically state run media. And now you have places like Parler. You have Trump being kicked off social media. You have Parler uh, just being wiped out. I mean, at least their platform. I mean, that, there's actually an article you can find in the Bards Logic Political Talk website at www.bardslogicpoliticaltalk.com. Um, we may get to that uh, soon. Uh, that article tonight, uh, Parlor Finds Refuge with Right-Leaning Web Hosting Service, and we'll, we'll talk about that more. We'll get to that article tonight. And, again, you can find that at the Bard's Logic Political Talk website at www.bardslogicpoliticaltalk.com. And definitely, when you listen to that, you know, go to the website and subscribe, and you'll just get once a week in your email box. You know, the, 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 an email, so you're not going to get inundated with emails by, you know, 
subscribing to the Bard's Logic uh, newsroom. It's only going to happen, you know, once a week. And definitely follow the show if you're not already following us on Blog Talk Radio. And please, one thing I've been noticing, and I don't know if, the, if it's a part of the silencing of conservative voices. I don't know if it's our friend NSA Bob, but I, I, I watch my numbers every week. And, you know, I can see about a, a year worth of my numbers on a graph. And our numbers, you know, our numbers, they're, they're down from last year. I wouldn't say considerably, eh, you know, not considerably, but noticeably. And I'm wondering if it's starting here at Bard's Logic as well. So please, when you get, you know, go to, you know, Blog Talk Radio or go to one of your many podcast apps, you know, because uh, – they have Bard's Logic political talk as well. Uh, iHeartRadio has uh, Bard's Logic on it. So download it. Uh, I appreciate you download the, the episode. Share it with your friends. Share it with your colleagues. Um, and, you know, it, it'd be really appreciated. But, back, you know, so we're seeing with, you know, us becoming more like China. And we predicted this on the show here before. I mean, just not that long ago, if you go – again, if you go past to the archives, you'll see where, we, you know, it's becoming more like China. And then you have the, the censorship. Now, what we the people need to do, we as the grassroots need to do, is patriots across America – of course, we've come to expect the Democrats to act in their own self-interest and to act in the interest of foreign nations over America's well-being. You know, we come to expect that. I mean, that's what they do. However, there are now Republicans who have joined with the citizens' adversaries, and I do believe that the Democrat Party and the so-called media are the adversaries of the citizens of, 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 what's now, of the republic. And they're joining the same people, you know, and handing – the Republicans are basically, you know, handing over our republic to those that would destroy her. Now, what we need to do, now, of course, it's going to be huge that we can't allow the elections to be stolen like they were. We can't have that happen again. I mean, I, for one, I'm I'm, I'm going to become a poll watcher. I'm going to get trained, and I'm going to be a poll watcher next time around. There needs to be a lot more than increased poll watchers. And I'm sure throughout the year, years, we're going to be talking more about that. But what we need to do is hold these Republicans accountable. Now, actually, is the time. The time is now to start searching for these Republicans, these weak Republicans, and hold them accountable. Whether that's coming up with a Patriot Party or primarying them out. But what Patriots need to do is they need to find candidates. Uh, who will not bow down to the political class and actually serve the American people. Americans deserve men and women who are of and for the people, not of and for the politicians. And that's what you have, uh, my way of think, seeing it, and, and my perspective, my opinion, I guess, if you want to say that, I think it's more of an opinion, to be honest, but people like Pence, and all these other Republicans that are kowtowing again to the Democrats, 
again, these aren't men and women of and for the people. They're men and women of and for the politicians. Remember, these are career politicians. Now, what we must do is we must find and support whatever patriotic men and women and primary these folks of these Republicans. And one of these Republicans is in my very state, and I've already reached out to someone to, who was a volunteer for the Trump campaign here in Ohio. Also, this guy worked for you know, volunteered for did campaigns for other Republicans. And we got one in Ohio, so it's now's the time to start. And of course, you have and, and here's the list of, of ten that voted for the the impeachment. You have John Cacti of New York, not surprising, New York. Liz Cheney, well, of course, that doesn't surprise anybody either, because. Even though I supported George W. Bush and Cheney when they ran, they were a wolf in sheep's clothing that I didn't realize back then what I know now about about the Bushes and Cheney. Then you have, of course, another Democrat state. Um, You have uh, Adam Kinzinger of Illinois, and then you have uh, Fred Upton of Michigan, another, you know, Kind of red, mostly red state, but I think it's – I mean, blue state, I think it's got some hope if things aren't cheated, right? And then you have Jamie Butler or Butker or whatever. Maybe I have to check the spelling on her name. Uh, but she is from uh, Washington along with Dan Newhouse. And then, of course, you have another one from Michigan, uh, Peter Miller. With, and this is the guy from Ohio. Anthony Gonzalez in Ohio, Tom Rice of South Carolina, and then of course you have, and I like to talk to Kelly about this, is David Valadeo from California. All these Republicans voted to impeach uh, the president who fought for America first, President Trump. Do we need them to be gone? We need to primary these people out. Of course, that being said, we have to fix the elections in one way or the other, which, you know, you, you have the Democrats who are saying, oh, we got to – we have to, you know, unify, and they want to – they're talking about unifying, and then they have – then they're trying to impeach Trump again, and then you got people like Mitch McConnell. That guy's got to go. Uh, tell what the people who uh, – Voted for Mitch McConnell against Matt Bevin in the primary. I think they're probably regretting it now. And don't you, and, and don't you find it uh, interesting that McConnell had a spine until they thought, well, okay, the, the, until they realized, or maybe they knew it was, it was going to happen all along, but they were successful in the steal. And now, of course, the Republicans don't have spines again, and now they want to get back to the same jellyfish that they were prior to President Trump. So that's what we need. We need to start now. We need to start making sure that these people's campaigns are not going to be filled, at least not with grassroots money. You know, we're going to make sure we're going to find someone, not a career politician, but we're going to find patriots to run against these people. Let's make sure we're, you know, let's make sure we're not picking people who are already politicians. Find people in business. Find people who are 
you know, you know, in organizations, you know, uh, you think that don't no, no politicians don't want them to be. You know, in my opinion, I think people who run businesses make some of your you know best you know, freshmen you know politicians. Or, or you know what? Here would be something interesting. Let's go ahead and have a Mr. Smith goes to Washington uh, event. Let's have it where you're running the mill. You know, they don't got to be a business owner. They don't got to be some rich person. You know, just your average middle class Joe, plumber Joe. Why don't we? Why don't they elect a plumber Joe? Of course, come on, it can't happen. I mean, look the Democrats. I mean, well, of course. She's a terrible example, but what I'm saying is the Democrats put AOC in there, and look how powerful that woman's become. So what the, Repu- what the Republicans got to do is stop looking at – I, I got callers on, promise, around the show. I'm going to get you in. I'm going to get you in soon. But one thing – after this comment, I'm going to get to folks – is that what the Dem- Rep- Republicans need to do is they need to start firing – they need to start battling fire with fire, okay? That they can't stick their tail between their legs as they've been done for a long time before Trump. They got to fire, you know. So we, I'm telling you, the Democrats unfortunately have been successful, you know. And there are some of the things from their playbook that I think the Republicans and conservatives ought to adopt, you know. Because look, you, I mean, maybe we should adopt. And obviously, if it obviously obviously works, I mean, they've got. I mean, come tw- the 20th, they're going to have the House, the Senate, and the presidency from cheating. No, I'm not saying we should cheat. That one thing I don't think we should do. That's one thing, I mean, because that's not really winning. If you want to win, you want to win fairly. But there's other things that, that they do, just like all this BS about, oh, well, you know, Trump, you know, for a while we knew Trump did not incite the. Um, you know, what happened on the Capitol. Well, what hypocrisy of the left, the, the Democrats, and the media? I mean, look what they were saying. I'm sure you've already seen this. We were gonna, I was going to play some clips here, and maybe we will later. You know, of all the times they were trying to incite violence, and I got articles on, that, on how they were trying to incite violence against Trump and Trump supporters and members of the cabinet. Remember when Maxine Waters was talking about, oh, well, you know, if you see somebody in the cabinet, you know, surround their, ta- I mean, surround their tables, don't let them rest? You know, I don't think that we should go to people's homes where their families are. We, we shouldn't be scaring people's children or their spouses. We shouldn't do that. But, damn it, we need to go to their offices, we, and we should go to the, the restaurants if they're out on business. If they're out on a restaurant with their family – I would say leave them alone. So don't if they got their little children with them, or you know their spouses with them. Leave them alone. We don't want we don't want children to be made scared. Even if they're children from liberals, we don't want to have the kids be scared because their their dumbass mom or dad, you know, is a liberal who's out to sell out America. We don't want to hurt their kids, you know, or even scare them. But by golly, we need to if they're out on a business lunch. Or like what people have done with Mitt Romney when he's at the airport, go to Mitt Romney and do what the Patriots have done. Ask him. They, look, do what they did to Chuck Schumer. Without well, a, a journalist, so not the same thing. But we do. We need to go up to these people more. Maybe we need to just take a, a play from the playbook of Maxine Waters. 
Because they're going to, because here's the thing. The media is going to lie about us anyway. They're going to spread their narrative anyway. So if they're going to if they're going to you know accuse us of things, well, we know they're liars. But if we're going to get accused of it anyway, and we know it's effective, then you might as well do it. We're going to get accused of it anyway. Get in their face. That's what Maxine Waters said. Get in the people's face. We need to do that. You hear all these conservative pundits saying, well, that's not what conservatives do. That's not what we do. In my opinion, that's crap. That's crap. Oh, that's just what we do. Because let me tell you, folks, and then I'm going to get Joseph in. Yeah, that might not but what we do, but look where we're at. Look where we're at. If we don't do it, and, and they're right, we don't. But maybe it's high time that we did. Maybe we did get in their faces. Maybe we did, you know, protest more. Not saying we burn buildings or anything of that nature. There's no it doesn't make sense to burn people's built, you know, businesses down and hurt, you know, and, and kill innocent people. Okay, I'm not saying we hurt and kill innocent people or burn you know businesses down. But we do, you know, I do think we need to be more aggressive because passivity has done nothing. We know the Republican Party is, you know, are doing basically what you know they first did with the Nazis. And let's be frank, there, if there's a party in this country right now that is more like the, the, the Nazi Party, that is the Democrat Party. So. We have to get, you know, again, we're going to have to, to get in their face more. We're going to have to be more bold, you know, than we are because we can't appease them. We can't appease like the way they did Nazi Germany at first because that's what these guys are. They're Nazis, okay? That's my opinion. I, I think they're, not, they're acting like Nazis. Just look to see what Nazi Germany did. Anyway, let's go ahead. We've got some callers here. Uh, let's go ahead and get in Joseph. Uh, Joseph, uh, thank you very much for coming to the show. How are you tonight? Uh, I oh, wish I could say we was doing quick, well. I but... just want to make one comment. I just want to make one sure. comment as a programming note. Sure. And you folks may or may not know this. In 2014, we had Stuart Rhodes on the show, who's the founder of Oath Keepers. Uh, you may or may not be familiar with those keepers, but you're not going to get the chance right now to get familiar with them. I did reach back out to Stuart Rhodes to have him come back on the Bart's Logic, and it was a couple days, and I, I didn't hear from him, from from his email. And so I thought, well, you know, he might not have that email. It's been it's been a while since you know we've corresponded. And so I went to went to go to their website. This was on Saturday. That this was on this just this past Saturday. And then three days later, you know, I'm like, well, I'll go to the website. Maybe I'll send a message to him through his website because he's the founder. And it's gone. They took down the Oath Keepers website. So I'm sure, you know, Stuart's got his hands full, and that's probably why I haven't uh, heard back from him. But they took down – so we were going to work on having Stuart Rhodes, the founder of Oath Keepers, on tonight. Uh, but, again, he's probably busy with, you know, their site being taken down. Much like we knew about Parlor. You may not know uh, Oath Keepers was uh, or has been. And it's the last time I checked, it's still down. So there's a kind of a little report for it. But, you know, thanks for, uh, for letting me get that programming note in there, Joseph. Go ahead. Of course, anytime. It's a pleasure to be on your show. It's uh, interesting um, 
that you uh, said that you have less viewership from last year. Uh, only thing that would make sense, and this is just my personal belief. To be honest, you're the only show that I go on. Um, I've been on this show for uh, about seven years, and there's only one reason why. It's because, in uh, no disrespect to any of the other podcasts out there, um, you know, they have a right to um, have the platform that they do, but especially a lot of so-called Republican and conservative uh, outlets and podcasts, they tend to have one view. And if you go on there with an opposing view, you're lambasted. Here on the People Show, what's different is that you are very um, liberal in the fact that you allow all types of different views, uh, different people, different platforms, whether they're from the left, the right, or the center, uh, to come on here and have political discourse. And um, my opinion, I think uh, in this day and age, that's not popular anymore. Um, but then again, this is the people's show, so I applaud you for continuing to do it. Um, but that's the reason why I choose to only go on your show. It's because uh, I know that my voice is going to be fairly heard. I know I'm going to be respected. Um, and um, if I were to go on any uh, uh, other uh, conservative or so-called Republican podcast, uh, the moment that uh, my line, my views don't align with the host, well, um, I'm pretty much shut out. And I think that that elephant in the room does have to be addressed because uh, basically the mainstream media does control the democratic propaganda machine. We need to start upping the game and coming out with our own outlets. But in doing so, we have to make sure that we don't make the same mistakes that other so-called conservative and Republican outlets are currently doing as we speak, which is to also suppress and censor free speech even from the so-called right. And I think if we're going to beat them at their own game, we have to have more platforms like Bart's uh, political talk. Uh, we need to have a platform that welcomes different views, respects different views, and allows that to play out. And in today's mainstream media, you don't see that on CNN. It's non-existent in MSNBC. Fox once upon a time, a long, long time ago in a galaxy far, far away used to be, that was a long time ago, but they're no longer uh, a bastion anymore either. They're more like uh, one-sided as well. And so that's just, I just wanted to personally share why I choose to be on the People Show. Um, and I applaud you for continuing to host this show and uh, encourage that uh, political discourse because if our country is going to heal uh, we have to start by addressing the elephants in the room. And the biggest one is if we don't agree with each other, we start tearing each other apart. We start trying to discredit each other. Uh, and then we just become more divisive as ever. Um, second point will be what's going on. Uh, every week it seems to be things get worse and worse and worse and worse. Now we have the Dems trying to impeach Trump for a second time. Now, you have to ask yourself from a logical perspective, what would they get out of it, right? I mean, he only has seven more days in office. Yes, a lot of it is their hatred for him, but it's a lot more than that. In my opinion, I believe it's because they want, to, they want an insurance policy. They are threatened by him. They sh quiver and shake in their boots. 
The real truth is, behind the closed doors, they shake in fear of Trump. They just won't say that uh, when they're on camera. But they say it with their actions because they want to make sure he never holds elected office again. Jeez, I wonder why. If you're not threatened by him, why would you go to those great lengths? And you brought it up. Uh, you illustrated it perfectly, Robert. Yes, uh, Laura Trump has hinted that she will take Richard Burr's seat in uh, 2022 uh, running for the Senate. Richard Burr in North Carolina, uh, where I reside, he's going to be retiring. She's from North Carolina. Uh, Laura Trump would be a perfect candidate. Uh, Ivanka has also uh, hinted that she wants to run as well. And this is exactly what we need to do. So today I watched the um, abomination on Capitol Hill. But you know what? Only 10 Republicans voted in favor of impeachment. That's not bad at all. The majority of the Republican caucus supported Trump. And that's a really good sign. So for those 10 rhinos out there, including Liz Cheney, which makes me want to barf. Okay, Liz Cheney, you just committed political suicide. And the other nine of you, you're so dumb, you don't even know it. You committed political suicide because in two years from now, you're going to be primaried and you're done. You are done because you have over 75 million supporters of not the Republican Party, of the conservative movement and the conservative coalition that Donald J. Trump built, and we are not going anywhere. This fight is long from not over. Dems, you've won the battle. You've not won the war. I guarantee you that. And you can try to impeach him a second time, a third time, a fourth time. I'm telling you, you will not take Donald Trump down. Now, if Donald Trump was any other spineless Republican like George W. Bush, the last spineless Republican president we had, which, by the way, his eight years of failure gave the keys to the kingdom to Barack Obama. Now, if we had that, right, those, those spineless Republicans, I'm going to tell you something. Those spineless Republicans, they will be primaried out. But if we had a spineless Republican right now, any spineless Republican in Donald J. Trump's position would easily have caved in and said, uh, uh, okay, yeah, I'll, I'll step aside, have Pence invoke the 25th Amendment because I don't want to go through a second impeachment. And Donald Trump is showing why he is pretty much bulletproof. He is not going to go down. He is not going to go down for something that he did not cause. And many people just – I'll leave you with one more thing, and I'll defer back to you. So many people refer to us as a cult. We are a cult. We worship Donald Trump, whether he's right (laughs) or wrong. Okay? I heard that. We put Trump first, not America first. I'm going to give you a little story. And, Robert, you can attest to this. 2015 – I was on your show, still on your show for many years. I think I joined your show in about 2013 uh, and been on your show ever since. Who was the most anti-Trump candidate? Um, I mean, who was the most anti-Trumper on your show? Who, by the way, I did support uh, two Republican presidential candidates. Who was that guy, Robert? 
Oh, Mitt Romney? No, no, no. Who was the never-Trumper on your show who began as a never-Trumper? Oh. Me. Um, me. Oh, the, yeah, the guy who me. called in? Uh, me. I was. Remember? Okay, I, was thinking, I campaigned I was thinking for Ted Cruz. <laughs> yeah, no, it else, was I'm me. I, I, yeah, it was me. So for all those people who say, you know, we're infatuated with Trump, uh, uh, you know, I, we, we follow him no matter what. No, I was an anti-Trumper. Hey, I, I will admit my wrong. Uh, the anti-Trump, uh, anti-Trumper movement was actually created in the Republican Party. It wasn't in the Democratic yeah. Party. And I campaigned for Ted Cruz. And I was yep. an anti-Trumper the whole way because I was saying, oh, no way, this guy, you know, he's a great business mogul, but ah, come on, this guy's going to run for president, celebrity, the apprentice guy, no, no way, no way, not possible. But one thing I did was on election day, I didn't expect him to win. I think a lot of us didn't expect him to win. I don't even think Donald Trump expected to win. Uh, you could look at his face. He kind of was caught by surprise. Um, yeah, at that point, I said, that's when my, my views have to stop because I have to respect the will of the American people. And I did that. So I, I silenced my mouth. I said, hey, my team lost. I'm not a sore loser. And that's that. The American people have spoken. I got to respect that. You know how I, be, how I uh, got to admire Donald Trump? At that point, I had to see it to believe it. And boy... In the first three years, did I see it to believe it, and I became a converter. I converted to Trump because I couldn't believe what he achieved by putting America first. So for all those people out there who claim, oh, we loved him from day one, we'll do anything for him, we'll die for him, we worship him like a god, we're a cult. Oh, by the way, by the grace of Trump, uh, let's not forget to bow our heads and pray if we have the Bibles. No, that couldn't be further more than the truth. Look at me. I had to see it to believe it. Why do people love Trump? Is because Trump loves America and he puts America first. That is what people don't want to admit and don't want to acknowledge. So instead they revert to saying, oh, we're a cult. Oh, we'll follow Mm -hmm. him whether he's right or wrong. No, that couldn't be furthermore from the truth. His supporters have called him out when he was wrong, and when he did entrust certain people in his cabinet that turned out to right. not work out, like Ryan's Pugis. Oh, yeah, I'm for picking uh, right? uh, Nikki Cuban. Haley. <laughs> exactly. Remember him? Nikki Haley, John Bolton. Yep. I mean, the list goes on. I mean, you know, that probably will be Donald Trump's biggest mistakes is he has not done a really good job of trusting his inner circle, of of surrounding himself with people who in the end wound up to betray him. The last person to do that, oh, I know when I say this, people are going to be saying, oh, conspiracy theorist, oh, my God, the cult, Mike Pence. No, Mike Pence did betray him. However, I will give credit to Mike Pence. He stood firm and he said, I'm not going to go that far and I'm not going to invoke the 25th Amendment. So, ladies and gentlemen, I'll leave you with this and I'll defer back to you, Robert. The myth is we're a cult. We're infatuated with Trump. In our eyes, Trump could do no wrong. We'll support him no matter what. No. 
People don't understand why more than 75 million people adore Trump. We adore Trump is because he's the first president in American history to put America first. Yep. And the first president in American history to say that I am willing to put my life on the line, my family's life on the line, my reputation, my legacy in doing so. Exactly. And so the movement lives on. The movement lives on. We're not going anywhere, and neither is Donald A. Trump. But what the Republicans fail to realize is those 75 million people, that's a conservative coalition that Donald J. Trump built, not the Republican coalition. The Republicans have showed us who they always were. As Rand Paul eloquently said, we need to go back to the way the Republican Party operated before Trump. Jeez, genius, let's see. You mean in the days when you lost to Barack Obama, when you had a puppet like Mitt Romney? And I'll admit I campaigned for him. That was a mistake. Oh, you mean the days of compassionate conservatism when George W. Bush was uh, holding down the fort for eight years and failed so horribly that he paid the way for Barack Obama? Really? We want to go back to those days? Yeah, Rand Paul, you're as smart as your father who could never get across the finish line who keeps on dreaming that dream. And his final words before he goes to the pearly gates of heaven is, geez, maybe in another lifetime I could be president. And I'll defer back to you. Oh, I'm sorry. Am I sounding a little bit like Trump? God, I'm sorry if the truth hurts. I can't help it. I guess I must be like Trump. It's a cult. I mean what I say, and I say what I mean, it. I don't sugarcoat things. Darn it. You know what? Pray for me, Robert. And don't forget, at the end of the show, let's uh, do our little uh, Trump ritual and let's all uh, bow our heads and, and pray in the grace of Trump. Amen. I defer back to you, my friend. <laughs> well, I appreciate that, uh, that Joseph. It's, it's just amazing, you know, where the hypocrisy that we're seeing with uh, with what's on the left with this impeachment, and and you're right, it's because they're afraid of them. That's the only um, the only thing uh, that, that I can think of. And then for the Democrats, uh, you know, like the ones you mentioned, and you're right. I mean, I'm glad to see only ten of them out of you know how many there are came aboard. But well, you know, but that that's enough for us to go ahead and try to get these these folks primaried out. And and that'll be interesting to see what happens. I know these folks are going to have a lot of money on their side. That's why I'm saying that, you know, it's time now to find a candidate, start supporting them, you know, maybe set up some funding for them uh, because these people are going to have some really deep pockets uh, when they when they run again because they're going to have the establishment political uh, class behind them. Uh, so let's go ahead and get John in, and then we've got some other callers I'm going to bring into the green room. Uh, and get your names there. Uh, but first, let's go ahead and uh, bring in John. I believe, John, thank you very much for coming to the show. How are you? Hey, I'm doing fine, Robert. I hope all went well with everybody else this week. Um, I'm kind of curious, how is it, I mean, these congressmen and senators are victims, yeah? So, therefore, on Wednesday of last week, they were housed up in the Capitol, and all these people you know, stormed the Capitol, and President Trump is the is the perpetrator in their eyes. 
He's the predator. So when did our system allow the victims to be judge and jury without impartiality? Just food for thought. You'd think that this was a malicious proceeding that they must dismiss with prejudice. Otherwise, we really don't have a rule of law system. They have not made any attempts to have an investigation to verify or validate any proof or facts or evidence. It was never presented in an impartial system, court, if you will, whether you want to. And the Senate, you know, is still yet to come. So we got the House of Representatives, which are full of victims, supposedly. And now they get to be the judge and the jury. That was just what was bugging me a lot. So should be able to get out of this, in my opinion, or we, the people, should be able to get a class action lawsuit and sell and, you know, convict them of malicious intent and not ruling by the rule of law. I don't know what the actual charge would be. To me, they're the ones that's committing interloping insurrection. They have been destroying we the people's property every day in office because whenever we have a declaration of independence that says that you assume among the powers of the earth the separate and equal station to which the laws of nature and of nature's God entitle you, that right there proves that you are the sole, equitable, self-governing, free person just like every other person that's party to the Declaration of Independence. They're saying that the Declaration of Independence has no bearing. Well, then we'll just take up the Constitution. The Constitution, Article 1, Section 9, Clause 8, the United States um, cannot... Let me see, I'm going to read it. No title of nobility shall be granted by the United States. That's Article 1, Section 9, Clause 8. Article 1, Section 10, Clause 1, no state shall grant any title of nobility. And then we have, like you've heard me say before, Article 4, Section 2, the citizens of each state shall be entitled to all privileges and immunities of citizens in the several states. So therefore, your private property and my private property, you know, this governing of you is your personal private property. The governing of me is my personal private property. The Congress, senators have continued to destroy your legal day in and day out when they deny you your due process rights of good faith bargaining, good faith negotiating, mutuality of agreement, freedom of contract, freedom of association, freedom of conscience. So they're guilty of extrinsic fraud. And this is the same thing they're doing to Trump. They've destroyed his legal effect on his private property, and then they've destroyed his benefit under the Constitution. They're depriving him of a proper court trial because they've got victims that are getting to act as jury and judge. Thank you so much. Back to you, Rob. Well, I appreciate it. Uh, Let's go ahead. We've got uh, Suzanne on the line, and then we've got Malcolm. Uh, So we'll uh, get Suzanne in. Uh, thank you very much, uh, Suzanne, for coming to the show. How are you tonight? I'm doing okay. Suzanne, not thank Suzanne. you. For... 
Go ahead, Suzette. <laughs> for taking my oh, call. Don't do at work all day today, but go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> no problem. <laughs> oh, uh, well, where do you know? Where do you start as far as the things that are going on? Um, I would like to add, as far as uh, Marsha Blackburn, don't be fooled by her. Um, it was like the day after what happened at the Capitol. She had posted on her Twitter, pinned it on there, on her profile, that um, she had condemned all the protesters. Um, there was no need for the violence. And she condemns them in the strongest form, she said. And that she was safe at home, uh, sheltering in. And um, the protests are prevented, prohibited her from doing her constitutional duty. <laughs> I was like, what? <laughs> and that she says, we're a country of uh, law and order. And I thought, okay, well, how dare you use the Constitution and say you were prohibited from doing your, your duty, um, and then you condemn protests, you blanket protest everyone that protests that day, whether they were peaceful or not, you just threw them under one blanket, and um, and in the strongest form, and then you talk about upholding the rule of law under the Constitution. I'm sorry, there was something in that Constitution called the First Amendment. What are you talking about, lady? <laughs> and then today, yes, she voted not to impeach the president, but um, she got a lot of backlash for what she had pinned on her Twitter. And it's like, oh, you're trying to save your political career, but you already committed suicide, lady. I mean, we know we know who you are now. <laughs> so, well, um, um, then you have the yeah. David Vivaldi. You were talking about here for California, and so uh, after I got your text, I was all over his case, and you know he was talking about um, after taking the oath that it's his honor to serve the people and get back to jobs and this and that, and I'm like, serve the people. When you when I heard you stand up today in the house and give your little speech, it was all about you. That you couldn't in good conscience, um, that you couldn't this and you couldn't that. I said, You've already blown it. I said, You'll fit in just fine, um, with all the get alongs there. I said, Because you're certainly not working for the people. When you make no. your decisions in the house, when you vote in the house, it's not about you, it's about what the people want. The people who put you there gave you the power to vote what they want, not what you want, what you can do in your good conscience. <laughs> so, yeah, you'll right. be a one-termer. You're a Democrat disguised you know, as a, as a Republican, and don't be fooled, people. So, I mean, I just, I, there were several more, but I just went off because I was just like, you're, you stood up and said you couldn't in good conscience. And this president needs to be punished, and the people that were, you know, committing the violence and all this other need to be punished to the full extent of the law if we're going to unite this country. And I was just thinking, what the hell? That's the worst. That's the worst thing you could do. That's not going to unite anybody. It was actually the talking points from the Democrat House members uh, that were getting up there and talking. So, yeah, he really got me fired up about that because I would start looking into him, and it was <laughs> Kevin McCarthy who actually. <laughs> Um, <laughs> who, uh, you know, campaigned for him and, and everything. And so, yeah, he's not any better. But um, 
at least the ones that stood up, stood up for the right thing, because it's not going to unite anybody to impeach the president. And then you want to condemn everybody that was there as terrorists, domestic terrorists. Really? You sure you want to do that? Okay. (laughs) Wow. So anyway, that's that. And, you know, all these other, it's a conspiracy. It's a conspiracy, but it's not a conspiracy, conspiracy theory. It's a conspiracy among business owners, banks, social media. They want to take this president down to nothing. They want to destroy his ability to make any money as a private citizen. They want to exile this man. For what? Because he won an election? They call him a tyrant, an insurrectionist, and his supporters? I mean, 75 million people. And you're going to call them all domestic terrorists because they support Trump or anybody else. And then you're going to tell employers of businesses don't hire people if they support Trump, if they think the election was stolen. What the hell is that all about? Talk about tyrant. Talk about dictatorship. Talk about everything that they project onto Republicans. And, yes, while we can primary these people at the same time, since they have control of mainstream media, which something has to be done about that, but – as long as they have control of mainstream media, no matter, you know, as far as trying to get the message out about these people primarying and trying to, to find new and better candidates and, and, you know, influence people, more people to come over, because actually there were 10,000 more people that had joined the Trump train um, this past election. But nevertheless, um, without social media, without mainstream media, you know, people are going to have to be knocking on doors. You're going to have to commit. Commit or get out. Well, not only knocking on doors, which I agree, um, it's not just knocking on doors. As I said earlier in the show, and then I'll, I'll bring you in, Malcolm, and then we'll, we'll have our roundtable discussion here, is not only do we got to be knocking on doors uh, of people's homes you know, and having real conversations, civil conversations with them, we also need to be knocking on doors, you know, at least outside of the doors, you know, in the public domain, public streets. I'd say that all everyone who went to a Trump rally – Everyone who's ever gone to a Trump rally should get people together and get the same answer to the people that go to a Trump rally. And go to your go, – go, if, if you're in a city that's the headquarters of one of these news, news out, media outlets, you know, CNN, MSNBC, hell, even Fox, or let's say you just got your local news who are supporting you know, CBS, NBC, things of that nature. Protest Absolutely. outside of them. Knock on their door. The and say, look, we're, not gonna, let's, we're not going to – go ahead. No, go ahead. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to we're interrupt. Go just, ahead. We're not going to stand by it. Go ahead. Uh, do that. Sorry. Uh, yeah, no, we're not going to stand by. And one thing that they did learn, the Democrats and the rhinos and anybody else, is that we don't decide to show up very often because we are busy working. We're busy raising families. But we're paying attention. And when we do show up, we show up in large numbers, and we don't show up to play. We show up to win. And so they got the, the crap scared out of them because they figured they knew this rally was coming at the Capitol, but I don't think they realized what was coming to the Capitol when the people showed up. Yeah, the massive so, amounts of people. Yeah, I don't think they, yes. I don't think they knew there was going to be that many people there. Exactly. And that's because we're pissed. 
and we're actually starting to, we're putting our foot down. You've already caught our attention before. We were watching, letting it go, letting it go. And then it's like, all right, that's it. That's it. And we're not going away, as Joseph said. And so, yes, I agree. It's going to be a new party. Whatever that party may be named, I'm not concerned with labels right now, but definitely there's going to be a new party, no doubt about it. Anyway, back to you, Robert. Thank you. Oh, no, thank you. Uh, we got, uh, we'll go to Malcolm here now. And then we've got Kelly. Uh, so let's first uh, get Malcolm in. Um, Malcolm, you're new here. Thank you very much for coming to the show. Uh, how are you tonight? And then what state are you calling from this evening? What state? Florida. Florida. Okay. Well, welcome. Hi. I, I just wanted to say that um, I kind of take issue with what, 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 what some of your calls were saying. Um. My thing is, I totally condemn the people that were rioting at the Capitol. I just think that that wasn't a smart move. Um, it is a federal offense, despite the lady before me calling them patriots, whatever. Um, it's, it, um, my thing is, if you're going to condemn the Antifa folks and the Black Lives Matter folks, which I think they should be condemned as well, of course, if you've got to condemn this, you can't, you can't defend this. This made Trump look very bad. This made our movement look terrible. On top of that, police people die. I mean, it, I mean, I just don't think. I think it's. I just think it's indefensible. Um, because she, uh, the lady, the lady before me was calling was calling Marshall Blackmore a rhino for saying that. But no, it's just, just that's not rational. Why would you defend something like that? And to the guy you had on earlier who said that, oh well, us Trump supporters are um, cultists. I take serious offense to that as someone who actually used to be a part of the of a cult. I am not a cultist of Trump at all. I like his policy. I, in fact, I didn't even like Trump in the beginning. I'm, I was, I'm with him on that because in the beginning, I was actually a Rand Paul guy. I wasn't no Trump guy. What got me on board with Trump was that when he got elected, I saw how the media was treating him. And, and the thing about Trump's election was it really revealed how biased, how biased the media is and how they're willing to cover stuff certain stories versus other stories and how they're willing to pull who are on the right versus people on the left. So this is when um, I'm not going to say I was a supporter of Trump. This is when I got into him. I actually started liking him. But it's just that the whole thing with Trump, my, my whole issue with him is which, now don't get me wrong, I do agree with him that the uh, election was possibly rigged. Um, I've never trusted mail-in ballots because you can tamper with them. But where I where I disagree, what I where I disagree with him was on the Capitol, where he pretty much egged those people on to um, go and do what he. Now he didn't. Now he didn't. He didn't indirectly call for them to commit violence or break into the Capitol, but he was pretty much egging them on, and that was going to most likely be the outcome. So that, what, what, that, that quick, that's quick, that's Malcolm. the whole issue I, want, I, want, I take with no, it. And on, on top of that, what you say? What specifically did he say to to, to no? I, 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 what specifically did he say to incite them? Well, he's telling them that we can't we can't allow this to happen. We can't allow this rigged election to happen. We need to march down there and we need to make our voices heard. Now, yeah, this is, again, well, yeah, he didn't he directly he, incite them. That's what, not what I'm saying. Yeah, I'm not say saying he's – what you say? He said peacefully. He said peacefully marched to the Capitol. 
He and didn't, no, no, he didn't. He didn't I listened to it. He didn't say that. He didn't yeah, say peacefully said, marching. Yeah, he, he said, said we need to march down there. Now he didn't. Tell. He didn't tell them to do what they did. That I agree with. They just they just happened to do it, but he. He didn't tell them that, but he didn't tell them to peacefully march down there. He just said we're gonna cut, we're gonna march down, we're gonna make our voices heard. That's what he said. So I I think mm-hmm. it's very unfair that the media's acting like he's saying that when he never said none of that. I mean, he well he never when he never said to, for them to indirectly um go in there and do what they do what those people did. Those were just rogue actors acting on their own behalf, being being be, you know doing things out of emotion instead of being rational about protesting. Because it's not illegal to protest at the Capitol or even inside the Capitol. That's another lie portrayed by the media. It's not illegal to do none of that. But what what they did wrong was they started vandalizing um, the place and they're making, they're making vague threats against politicians. That's, that, that's never smart to do. That's something you expect the Antifa and the Black Lives Matter people to do. You don't expect you know, Trump supporters to do that because largely, because when you look at Trump supporters, largely the, 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 I mean, like Trump, Trump marches, they're largely peaceful to be honest with you. It's, it's, it's like the Charlottesville thing. You know, what got, what got those, what, what, what made that violent was the people that came to counter protest. It wasn't the, it wasn't the, um, the Charlotte, I mean, it wasn't the, it wasn't the Trump supporters there. It was the people that, these little leftist groups that came, which were bust in, by the way, they were bust in and everything. They were one of the that made it violent. It's just that I just think that you get. I just think that the 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 um the people who who ran into the Capitol did what they did. I just think that they gave the media a big ass Christmas gift because this is what the media has been wanted to say about people in the movement that we're terrorists. It'd be just be literally because they don't like the president. Robert, may I say something quickly since my name was well, invoked? Hey, real quick, I do want to ha- I just want to ask you a quick question um, from Malcolm and, and then go ahead. Um, is that, Malcolm, do you think that there's a possibility that Antifa could have uh, infiltrated uh, the crowd and then it was actually Antifa members? Uh, one of the things... Um, that I've got here on the website at www.bardslogicpoliticaltalk.com at the uh, the newsroom. Uh, one of the articles I've got there, you know, go check them out. Uh, and I have a, it says a Capitol Hill coup antagonist is radical climate change activist, and they're talking about the you know the guy that had the the, the face painted with the the horns on and the some type of headdress or something like that. Um, and so some are, some are contending that it was actually it was actually infiltrated by Antifa. Do you, do you think that's a possibility? That is a that 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 could be a possibility, but I've seen no proof of that. Hey, go ahead, Jessica, uh, I, I want to bring up uh, bring up a may point. May I? May I? Okay. So, first of all, I never, ever said that we were a cult, Malcolm, if you were listening carefully. I said that that's what the left portrays us as, as a cult. So, you know, if you were listening carefully, you would have heard that. Number two, nobody on this show, including Suzette, 
who is a, a, a very loyal patriot here, Suzette never once supported or said she supported what happened at the Capitol. If you listen to what Suzette said, she said that uh, what she did not like was that all the supporters that were there and the ones that did not participate in the Capitol Hill riot were all blanketed and put under the same slate. So Malcolm, I mean no disrespect whatsoever, but if you're going to come on this show and lambast other people, at least know that you listen to what we actually said and get the facts straight before you want to do so. And I'll let Suzette defend herself, but I just have to say that because at the end of the day, it makes me wonder, why does a person really come on this show and they make baseless attacks and then distort the truth on things we didn't say unless maybe someone just wants their three minutes of fame and they want to stir the pot? However, I'm not on this show to do that whatsoever. I'll defer back to you, uh, Suzette or Robert. Thank you. I just wanted to thank you, Joseph, for saying what you did. That was just basically what I was going to say to Malcolm. But I also want to encourage Malcolm to, to let us know what, what he's saying, because I think, well, it's criticism, definitely, yes, but it's good to know where they're coming from, what people like Malcolm are coming from, and other people as well, um, because this is how we start to understand and communicate so we can get things right. You know, the criticism, I um, was just going to basically um, say what you said, Joseph, because I did say, I did not say that I approved of anything that happened as far as the, the violence, as you said. Um, I, as the blanket statement was my beef, was that she did that. And because protests are our right to do, but I didn't say anything about the violence. I was upset because she blanketed, put us all under that, um, that one like it basically she and so and she condemned us in the in the strongest form without even realizing that there were people not involved with that that turned away that left you know and and to do that was wrong um and anything else i said as far as i didn't call them patriots that's for sure i just said the protesters the protesters but anyway so i appreciate the criticism and i hope i straighten things out um as far as Trump's speech, I'm um, sending that through Bart's logic, um, through his, through your site, Robert, um, so we can mm-hmm. listen to it there. So um, you'll be getting that in just a moment. Anyway, thank you. Well, thank you. And then um, one thing, and, and, and we'll, I'm bring it back to you, we'll bring it back to you, Malcolm. Is I'm gonna play devil's advocate here. Um, <laughs> yeah, I'm glad I'm not uh, being, uh, I guess controlled by the FCC, is that I, I think what I'm trying – let's say, for instance, and then I'll bring it back to you, Malcolm, is let's say, for instance – and this is what I mean by devil's advocate here – is let's say that these were Trump supporters to storm the Capitol, as some put it. A couple things. One is – that what 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 are they thinking? And what I mean, I'm thinking one of the things that they possibly could have had in mind is that they seen for months in this country, day and night, fires burning down buildings, people you know people's restaurants, people's livelihoods being burned, destroyed, 
uh, cities being burned, you know, people being looted, there's there's stuff being stolen, people being beaten up, for ju- and even murdered, for just being a Trump supporter. I mean, I remember a, uh, you know, a storefront owner, uh, you know, a black guy who was murdered because he had Trump regalia on, and he was killed just for that. He, there was he, a, he wasn't the a, only a, one. A, a, a retired officer. Hold on a second, Malcolm. Remember, I'm finish my point. But what okay. I'm saying is, is that hold on, hold on, Malcolm. Please let me finish my point. Is that so? For months, they've seen this stuff happen from BLM, and pretty much get away with this, not only with impunity, but almost with the abject support of Democrat politicians and the media. So they're like, look, these guys can get away with this violence with impunity, and it worked because you had – there were some reports that, that John Roberts, you know, the head of the Supreme Court, behind closed doors was saying, hey, look, we got to worry about these riots and whether we're going to hear this case, uh, you know, to the Supreme Court about the, the voter fraud. And he basically said – again, this is just going by the report – that I don't want to hear anything from the junior justices, and I'm going to tell you this is what, we're, what you're going to say. So basically he was afraid of the riot, and then you had all these organizations, all these big companies just throwing money at, these, at, the, at, at the Black Lives uh, Movement, just throwing money at them. You know, so you've got all these people. Let, again, let's say they're not Antifa. Let's say they're Trump supporters. They're seeing all this this happen, and then you know what? They're like, well, what the hell? And so they're going to storm. Yeah, they're going to storm the Capitol. And 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 I'll pose this question, Malcolm. And then I'll get off my soapbox, and 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 you you can reply as you like. But I, and again, I'm again. I try to get into people's minds. I've always done that, even before I did the radio show. Uh, like. I watched a movie one time, just a little background story, about Jim Morrison. I watched a movie called The Doors about Jim Morrison. I'm like, well, what, what makes that guy act – what made him act that way? What made him – what was his, like, the psychology of Jim Morrison? So I studied in depth Jim Morrison and his psychology. So I like to get into people's minds and, and try to find what their motivations are. And, and then I'll leave you with this. When you have a people who – what their recourse used to be to change their government is through the voting mechanisms, and they see where those you know they see where those voting mechanisms to change their government has has failed and is corrupt, and they see that that's not a recourse they can take to change their government, and then you have a media that is going to hide information from the people because they're basically the propaganda arm of one political party in America, they may have been thinking, again, I'm just trying to get into people's heads, they may have been thinking what recourse – so let me – I ask you this. What recourse do a people have when they feel like their mode of changing their government is not open and available for, for them any longer? What other recourse do they have? And this may have been again. I'm just trying to get into their heads, you know. Is that this? They may have believed that this was the only recourse they got to say our rep, so-called representatives 
do not, you know, they 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 respect they they respect people who riot. They respect people who burn things down because they look look at the millions of dollars that they got for it. I'm not saying these people expected millions of dollars, but maybe they thought. I'll finish with this, Malcolm. Maybe they thought that's the only way that they could be heard. Again, I'm just trying to get inside their heads. What were they thinking? What was their motivation for doing that? And if you don't explore what their motivation for doing that, how are you going to? I mean, how are you going to reasonably address it? So that that's my question there for you, Malcolm. All right. So first, I want to say um, to sue that. I just wanted to say that. Um, well, I apologize if I if I if I completely misunderstood you, completely took you out of context. Um, from what I heard, it sounded like you was kind of like defending the people in the Capitol. And come to find out, you weren't. So I'm I'm glad you clarified uh, those statements for me. It's because you were criticizing Marsha Blackburn for condemning them, and I just didn't see why would you do that. Was that was I thought that was the right approach, but you said that she said she characterized it as all of us being a part of this group doing something like that. Okay, so I'm so I, I apologize to you, and for the um and for no um, for you sir, what what did, what did you ask me? What, what were you asking me? My um so again trying to get into the people who let's say they were Trump supporters, and they do consider themselves patriots. What recourse would you suggest when they think that the only recourse that when, when you have a people who their usual mode for changing their government has always been told to them, if you don't like what's going on in the government, vote the people out. Well, you know, they campaign, they get on social media, they you know support through their money and their time and their blood, sweat, and tears. For their candidate, they get involved in the voting, the election process, because they're told if you don't like your government or if you want to do anything your government, this is the mode that you take. They don't have. They feel because they truly believe, and I, and with plenty of evidence to back up their belief, that this past election was stolen, and that no one's doing anything about it. The Supreme Court didn't do anything about it. The state legislatures really didn't do anything about it. The Congress really didn't do about it. The Senate didn't do anything about it. None of these folks did anything about an election where they truly believe was stolen. And they're like, what do we got? What do we have here to uh, do that? So what other recourse is there if you truly believe – put yourself in their, their brain. If you truly believe that your only recourse of changing your government has been taken away from you, what do you think the next recourse would be? And changing your government. The next recourse would be to strategize a lot better, to campaign harder, and to make your case towards regular folks who probably don't vote the way you vote. That's the recourse. But but they, but but if an election is stolen, that's my point. If you cannot trust the elections, where there's millions and millions of people in America now, they don't trust the elections. I mean, look what just happened in Georgia. Look how many people said, "I'm not going to vote. I'm not going to vote in the Georgia." Election? Yeah. Why? It's rigged. So they just don't do it. They don't have the faith in that. They don't. They don't have the faith. So then you're like, look, it doesn't matter if I campaign. Doesn't matter if I give my hard-earned money, it's because they're going to steal it anyway. They're going to find it. Don't, by don't you think? Go ahead. You know, by, uh, yeah, by hook or by crook, that they're going to steal the election anyway. Why do I bother? It's not going to work because they're just going to end up stealing it. 
Yeah, but but you you can't because you know the conservatives today are sounding a lot like the Democrats of 2016 because they've been making the same allegations with Hillary Clinton. I just wanted to know, okay, so where's the proof that it was stolen? Like like what? You said there's plenty of evidence, but what what is the proof yeah. that it was stolen? Okay, I appreciate your question. One, there's there, and the, the Supreme Court in other cases has actually accepted statistical evidence that it's a you know a highly a statistical probability. There was a one in fifteen quadrillion chance. This is just statistics. There was a one in quadrillion chance for Biden to have come back the way that he did. Uh, you know, in, in, in multiple states to win the election. That's one. One in quadrillion. You've got the better chance of winning the Powerball, Malcolm. We all do. Every one of us, you know, I don't know about it, I don't know those statistics, but I can tell you that you've got a better chance of winning the Powerball than, than Biden to have come up with those election victory that he did. So he basically won the lottery, and what, what are the chances of that? Two, I have personally seen where in Georgia, after they did that, they, they pretended that there was a water main break in, in, in a, a voting county. And so they made the pool watchers, okay, the, the, the vote counters leave. They left. And then when there's no one else in this, in this area, when there's only four people left, they pulled ballot these boxes of ballots out from under covered tables. These these t- these tables had tablecloth covering mm-hmm. not just the table, but these covers went down to the floor where you could not and see the underneath cameras. these tables. Mm-hmm. And the security cameras caught them pulling these uh, boxes out from underneath the the table, and then they're feeding. They're feeding these right. That's another thing. Then. You've had a lot of pool watchers who were kicked out where they weren't allowed, or they were so far away, and they try to use COVID as the excuse. They were so far away from being able to witness the ballots on whether there were true ballots with signatures matching and things of that nature that they, there's no way for them to find the um, – and then we got Kelly come up after my thing here. Um, no, they, and then also – you also have where you see and, – and this is live. You see it on live TV where you've seen votes flip from Trump to Biden, where Trump actually lost votes, and those votes that he lost actually went to Biden. So there's, and then you have over 1,000 signed affidavits under the risk of perjury of people who said they witnessed voter tampering. I mean, you know, vote tampering. So it's not just one. And this happened in multiple states. This happened in five, six states. So that's what I mean, but there's plenty of evidence that there was enough fraud. Because you always you hear this, Malcolm, I know, and then I'm going to let Kelly in, and then he'll talk some more things, and then we'll bring it back to you, Malcolm, is that, you know, you hear all the time, well, there's always voter fraud. There's just not enough to change the election. That's not what happened this time. What happened this time is there was enough fraud within this election to actually affect the outcome. But I'm going to go ahead and uh, get Kelly because he's with uh, was a co-founder of one of the organizations called Watch the Vote USA. Uh, very knowledgeable about uh, electronic voter fraud and, and other in the voting machines. Um, and so thank you very much. And then we'll bring in Kelly Malcolm oh, and then yourself. Uh, bring it back to you. Okay. 
can I just say one last thing? Go ahead, Kelly. I understand where – oh, go ahead, Kelly. Yeah, Kelly and then Malcolm, then I'll bring you back into that. Plenty of time. we still got more than an hour and a half. Okay. Well, hello, everybody, and uh, uh, welcome, Malcolm. I've been a guest panelist for I don't know how many years now, over 10. I don't want to know, 10, 8, 7? Anyway, long time. Hey, how um, you doing? Hey, hey, I'm glad you called in, and uh, I really do appreciate um, your objective thinking. Um, you know, you mentioned that you didn't quite like Trump at the beginning, but then you started to see his policies, and you even apologized. Um, I think we really have a, a good caller here in being objective and the ability to admit that you know he might have uh, offended somebody. So I, I, I like that. I'm beginning to like you, Malcolm. So welcome, welcome. Um, so I kind of want to go into a little intro of some things and get into election fraud evidence. Um, but the reason, the reason why they weren't successful at storming the ca- the, the castle, storming the Capitol. The reason why they weren't successful in storming the castle was because they didn't use the dread pirate Robert Robert approach. <laughs> Princess Bride. Okay. Have fun storming the castle. You remember Billy Crystal, the Magic Max, you know, the magic man. Have fun. Anyway, so of course I joke around a lot. But yeah, I, I, I Yeah. So I totally, you know, denounce we shouldn't go to physical means and Robert I want to answer your question there are multiple things people can do when all uh, appears to have failed there's multiple things other than than taking up physical arms and or being physically violent but I do notice um, I'm look watching all sorts of I'm I'm a libertarian um, um, Malcolm and anyway so I can see things a little more yeah. Okay. Good. 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 Yeah. So maybe I'll see you at the national convention sometime. But anyway, um, so we don't have to get physically violent. I mean, if it's beyond repair, well, then we'll not have to think about it. But we have to exhaust all options. Anyway, um, and that's what the founders did in uh, 1776. There was a Declaration of Rights 1765, and then again in 1774. One, two, three. Boom. We sent him a memo dated uh, July 4th, 1776, that we were done with Great Britain. So they did exhaust all uh, remedies, plus contacting their British brethren as it was in the Declaration of Independence. So there are other alternatives, and I can understand if somebody's frustrated, especially with election integrity problems. Oh, and by the way, uh, just to let you know, um, the following people have spoken positive about Donald Trump in this show. That would be Robert, uh, Suzette, John, and um, uh, help me out. Uh, Joseph, Joseph. Okay. So you all have spoken positive, and therefore I guess the Democrat Party should, since they'll be in charge of our government, they should arrest all of you even though you weren't there. I mean, California, Alaska, Ohio, and I believe Kentucky or Tennessee. So you guys should all be arrested for insurrection. And treason and sedition. Okay, anyway, that's just kind of bizarre stuff. But just if you straight up, this is a classic communist technique. I'll get into that later. Um, the FBI did open a probe into Antifa, and they are going to go after all people. And Trump did denounce this, and he basically said, You will be punished to the full extent of the law. So that's good. Um, but regarding election fraud, where is the evidence? I want to see the whole evidence. 
I want to see all, but what I've gathered, uh, first of all, you go back to um, the recount in 2016 in Wisconsin, Jill Stein, John Brakey headed that up. I know him personally. Even though he's a socialist, I totally, I trust him. He found modems. He found modem, modems. Yes, internet modems uh, in in uh, the vote counting machines. In Florida, he was in, in 2018, he filmed, he actually filmed after the election, they have a shutdown procedure. You know, no more votes are cast, but they have to. Are, you, are you talking about the guy that ran for Debbie Washington soul seats? No, I think that was Clinton oh. Curtis. Well, Clinton Curtis testified um, that he was asked when he worked for YSI to program the outcome for a client, 5149. And uh, so anyway, so back in 2018, he saw the modem activated in a precinct during the shutdown process. It's right on the screen, modem activated. We got a video camera of it. And uh, Motherboard News reported this too. ESNS said, well, it's an industry standard. Everybody's doing this. They found modems this year in Georgia. Um, Yvonne Pulitzer, the guy who looks like a total computer geek, he should be in the Dilbert cartoon. He's put out videos. Yeah, they found modems there. So they found them in 16, they found them in 18, they found them in 2020. Antrim County, um, there was a forensic audit ordered by a judge, and a report came out and said the Antrim County should not have been certified. Mail-in ballots are phenomenally vulnerable. Now, there's a little point, a little side note that's very important. It is very hard to prove election fraud with these election machines. Not impossible. It's very hard. It's easy to prove vulnerability. I'm an engineer. I program in five computer programming languages, and the vulnerabilities are – I mean I walked around right to a vote counting machine the day before the election. I had a police officer with me that only filmed it. The vulnerabilities are ridiculous, and uh, they can be taken advantage of. And so you have enough evidence to convince the legislators of Michigan, Pennsylvania, Georgia, and Arizona. There's enough evidence that motivated them. To look into the situation. Well, they didn't do anything about it. They weren't convened. Like Georgia didn't convene until uh, January 11th. Whoops, that was after the Electoral College in that. So the legislature could not take over because they weren't in session and or the governors like Kemp in Georgia was not calling for an emergency session. They were doing kind of pro forma uh, sessions or on their own as a group of uh, state legislators, but they couldn't quite do much officially. Uh, but they were <clears> – <throat> I was watching the questions from uh, the CEO of Dominion that Michigan was hitting him with, which, by the way, he avoided you know, legislative subpoenas. He finally shows up, and I'm like, dude, you're lying. It's right there in the manual. And he was revealing some things like, dude. So there's enough evidence for um, court cases. Yes, a number of them have been dismissed. There is other intel about what's going on, which I don't know if I want to get into because it sounds so far out there. Something about Italy, da da da. But the vulnerabilities are there. And and when I in 2016, I was helping the Bernie Sanders people with a weekly conference call because they had believed from their testimony, I can believe them. Um, Bernie was cheated out of California in 2016, and this is my personal opinion. Not watch the vote USA, but. Had um, Hillary not cheated multiple methods in California, Bernie would have won the California primary, and he would have been our president. Yes, even today he would be our president, probably won a second term. But anyway, so back – I mean I'm trying to be objective here, but I saw 
testimonies of people that electronically had their voter registration slips from vote by mail to precinct, precinct to vote by mail. People were unregistered. They walked in with a sample ballot. Why? I'm unregistered. Why do I have a sample ballot? They were changed of political parties. Just Election Justice USA did the same thing. They did a survey. We didn't even know they were doing it at the time. Um, they were doing all sorts of electronic flippery of with the registration. And in 2012, we saw even NPR did a story on this accounting in, in North Carolina that they flipped Ron Paul votes to uh, Mitt Romney votes. So it's happened before. The vulnerabilities are there. We're going to have to wait and see a number of things. Oh, there was a hand-counted precinct in Georgia to which um, they hand-counted and they compared to the machine results, and they found a 13% flip. You double that, and you get a 26-point spread in that precinct. So there is evidence. The question is, is it, is it widespread some um, or is it just a few minor cases? So when Trump is – when you hear Giuliani, Giuliani, Sidney Powell, um, Lynn Wood, and uh, other blonde girl, what's her name? She's real sharp. They're either A, they actually have this information that they're not quite revealing to the public. Or B, they are absolute nutcases, and their reputation is destroyed. So I am believing there is strong evidence, widespread. It's just a matter of how do you, how do you prove it? How do you get a hold of it? What do you do about it? Well, it looks like the the, the gears and the machinery are in place, such that this whole thing. And even though Biden may have been um, illegitimately elected. It sounds like Congress is going with it, except for the 20th Amendment. We can get into that later. But it looks like um, we're going to have Biden as our president because Congress doesn't have the, the, either the will or the time or the balls to, to really dig into this. Ted Cruz had a really good idea until the people broke into the, those knuckleheads because Ted Cruz proposed a committee, um, if a three-part committee. There is five from the House, five from the Senate from um, the Supreme Court. They did this in 1875 because that would have given assurance, and a Democrat supported this idea. It would have given the people the assurance that, that Biden was legitimate or Trump was legitimate. We have to have an assurance either way so that a president is effective. But when, in, uh, when, when these, these knuckleheads broke into the Capitol building, Ted Cruz's idea, which he did introduce, it got shot down. And the Electoral College votes were certified on the 6th. So, I mean, why would you when, – when, when, when they're making progress in the Senate and the House, why would people disrupt this progress, these knuckleheads? So anyway, I, I just kind of – that's a quick overview. And Malcolm, I'm, uh, I'm glad to meet you. And so uh, anyway, I'll just turn it back over to Robert for a bit. Oh, no, I put Robert to sleep again. I'm so good at that. Robert. Maybe Robert has mute again. No, I, uh, no, I'm, I'm mute, I, no, I'm mute at my mic. <laughs> no, I'm actually going to I'm, – I'm going to uh, give the floor back to you, Malcolm. Go ahead. All right. So I just wanted to say uh, excellent commentary about the two of you guys. But I, um, I, I wanted to say that 
I I I don't disagree. I don't disagree that the um, mail-in ballots were tampered with. What I do disagree with was the was the fact that um somebody just said that somebody just said that the um that there was proof that it had happened that it indeed happened and um there were witnesses about the affidavit the affidavit Davis about the um, machines right. But my thing is, so why was it thrown out out of court? Because they did bring that up, but it was completely thrown out. So why? Well, that's a very good question. Multiple possibilities. Um, a, um, they included some evidence, but not enough because it was still coming in. Uh, Sydney Powell say that it's, in, it's like a fire hose coming in, and you know, so maybe they didn't have quite enough to convince the judges. Number two. The judges were scared. Number three, um, we may, the judges may have thought it was up to the legislatures to fix this. Don't quite know what's inside the head of just Chief Justice John Roberts, but for some reason, there was one successful, by the way. Um, I can't remember the guy's name, but he was successful. And then it depends upon which 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 lawsuit, because Trump lawsuits were very minimal and few but then there were a bunch of lawsuits not from Trump's team at all and they got creamed so it would take literally days and days to go through all these and compile and look at everything because uh, Trump's team did a lot better as far as longer lasting in their lawsuits but a bunch of other people well, the media the media basically said oh Trump lost all his lawsuits uh, these people were not with the Trump team. They were out on their own. But you know how the media is, of course. Right. But so Trump, and Trump say... lost a, a lot of his lawsuits because of standing. They said that um, he didn't have standing <laughs> to bring a lawsuit. And then there were uh, time discrepancies as far as they said that they filed too late. Um, and so there were just thing excuse after excuse after excuse. So there, the cases weren't actually ever heard. Um, except for one, and that case agreed that there was something to look at, and that's all the cases were were is not to, to overturn the election, but to say, hey, we found some things that were look a little hinky here, and we just want the legislatures to look at it, and so we can ensure that this was a fair election. Same with the the Capitol when they were up, you know, as far as the, the protesters that were there. Oh, and I know why you thought that I was um, for the violence. <laughs> um, that was because I had said if we show up in numbers to protest um, that we need to show up because our mass numbers and yada yada. So that's, I think, where you misconstrued the, that, that I wanted the violence, but not the violence, just the mass protest itself, you know, as far as people showing, you know, our, our that we have an issue. <laughs> and so, it, but it, the it's whole, all good. Yeah, I, I but the whole thing is for it's, go ahead. No, no, I, no, I just wanted okay. to ask. Every, I, I wanted to ask everybody on the phone this: Are any of you um, supporters of Lynn Wood? Because I feel like he's the biggest reason why we lost Georgia. To be honest with you, no, not a supporter. But um, um, to add on to the election um, of, of the evidence of it being rigged. If you go back to the very beginning, uh, back in October, uh, Pennsylvania, the state legislator uh, of each state is, are the ones that's supposed to control the election laws. 
And what the Pennsylvania State Supreme Court did in October was they ruled that the ballots, uh, mail-in ballots, uh, well, legal, uh, could be received yeah, I know. after the third. Right, right. Yeah, so right. number one, the Trump team immediately went to the Supreme Court, and the Supreme Court didn't even bother to give them the time of day. So A, you got to ask yourself in a typical election, because this didn't happen in 2016, didn't happen in 2008 when Barack Obama ran, or in 2012 for re-election, didn't happen in 2004 when George W. Bush ran for re-election. You have to ask yourself, why all of a sudden would you be changing your election laws and using the state Supreme Court in doing so? Number two, uh, probability, uh, right? Uh, like Robert was saying, uh, you don't have to know anything about politics to just you know, apply common sense. How does a guy who campaigned in his basement, who didn't get any more than 10 people to, uh, at his rally, get or make the claim that you had 75 million Americans that voted for you? Number three, Republicans have always held the tradition of when they lose, they concede. They don't fight it. They typically do not fight it. Uh, the last one to actually fight it was George W. Bush in 2000. So we have a long-standing tradition of, you know, we swallow, uh, you know, we 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 swallow our pride and we accept the loss. Unlike the Dems who have contested I, all the previous elections, and so you, there's a lot of other reasons why we're we've been disenfranchised here. So just because the court didn't deem anything doesn't mean that there wasn't any election fraud uh, because then the same argument can be made Gore versus Bush when I was on the Gore team uh, as well the same argument can be made on that as well but what you really have to ask yourself is okay if the election really wasn't rigged why didn't the house why did the house object to Ted Cruz in the senate and also in the Senate, why did they object to the electors of simply saying, give us 10 days and give us a panel to review the evidence and make sure that the integrity of the election wasn't compromised? Well, why did they rush so quickly to sweep that under the rug? I mean, at the end of the day, you don't have anything to hide whatsoever, right? You wouldn't act dubious in any way, shape, or form. And yet everything the Democrats have done since November the 3rd uh, they're back to dubious and, and suspicious in every way. And lastly, you got to understand <laughs> that from the moment Donald Trump was elected, 29 minutes after his inauguration, the Democrats already said, let's impeach him. So they have never accepted him as the legitimate president, number one. And number two, 75 million Americans, we're not dumb. We weren't born yesterday. We didn't go out and vote for somebody and we're not a bunch of sore losers, and we're telling ourselves, oh, we just want to psychologically convince ourselves that, oh, no, they, Biden won fair and square. The man who campaigned in the basement and didn't get more than 10 people uh, per rally actually won, yes, with the most leftist <laughs> agenda in the history of the Democrats. Yeah, he won. No, no. And actually, when they stopped the count in the five states that are in question, and the five states that are in question are Pennsylvania, Wisconsin, uh, Michigan, uh, Georgia, Nevada, right? All of a sudden, when the count stopped in the middle of the night, 
All of a sudden, by the next morning, he's down when Donald Trump was up by a massive lead in the states that he had to win. He had to break down the blue wall to repeat the success of 2016. So at the end of the day, if anyone believes that there was no voter fraud, well then, ladies and gentlemen, and this is just my humble opinion, the mainstream media has done Joseph Goebbels proud since Biden wanted to invoke his name. They've done Goebbels really proud. Wow, they're really good at convincing people, even convincing people to not apply common sense and logic into believing that anything they say is true. So if they say that it, we're just all conspiracy theorists who won't accept the election. I don't get how you think Almost done. Almost done. I promise. Almost done. Almost done. Hold on. Let me finish. I'm almost done, and then you have the floor. I'm almost done. So if the mainstream media has been able to convince anyone that this election wasn't rigged, they have continued to do a very, very good job at what they do. But make no mistake, the 75 million Americans, including myself, who are disenfranchised, we don't buy it for one moment, and not because we're sore losers, but the truth is right in the face because the Dems warned us months leading up to the general election, exactly what they were going to do, including implementing mail-in ballots in traditional blue states that have never been implemented before in the name of COVID. So they already warned us what they were going to do, which is why Donald Trump already had his legal team prepared, why he went to the Supreme Court in October, and they wouldn't hear his case about the Pennsylvania Supreme Court. So in all honesty, I've campaigned for both sides. And if there's one thing I learned about the Dems, they will resort to anything to win and play dirty if need be. Heck, they'll throw the kitchen sink and sell their mother to the devil herself or himself. So look no further. The truth is there. 75 million Americans were not sore losers, and that is why we are so pissed off. If Donald Trump would have lost fair and square, we would bite our tongue to swallow our pride as Republicans and conservatives have always done since the beginning of time, and we'd say, okay, we lost. And the honorable man that Donald Trump is would be able to bite his tongue and swallow his pride and say, hey, I don't agree with Biden. I'm afraid for our country and the direction it's going, but I lost. Donald Trump is a man of integrity. He's proven that as president with his actions and putting America first. He would never try to sway an election that he did not legitimately win. And I defer back to you. Go ahead, Malcolm. So what I was saying is I don't I don't understand I don't under, I don't understand how, how how you guys um think Biden how you guys think Biden didn't win. When Biden had the entire media apparatus behind him on his side. And I think that a lot of people underestimate the power of propaganda and what it can do oh, and how the media has literally how the media has literally polarized the entire country. I don't think it was a Trump thing to be very honest with you. I think it was more of a media thing that polarized the entire country and they've actually scared people and yes, that includes large populations of both black and Hispanic communities to actually vote against Trump. So I, this is why this is why I I could believe that it was rigged because I do believe mail-in ballots you can't tamper with them you definitely can do that 
but then I could believe Biden won at the same time, only because he had an entire media apparatus behind him, pushing for him. And when I mean media apparatus, I'm not talking about just the news stations. I'm talking about all of these Hollywood elites. Um, They had had, had the tech giants behind them, everything. So when when that's bombarded in front of you, you're taught to basically hate your opposition. You're taught to basically um, go out, because they were really pushing this for for people to come out and vote. And I think that's what actually did happen. Um, I agree. I'm, 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 more of a, I'm, I'm, I'm not even a Republican. I'm more, I'm more of an independent. Well, let, let, no, I agree yeah, with you ahead. partially. Go ahead. I'm sorry. No, go ahead. I was just going to say that as far as um, the, the different irregularities that we're talking about um, also that contributed because there was the plan. I have a talk show myself. I've ta- I talked about it like two months before the election and listen to the episode that talked about how they were going to do it. And that was basically they're going to show that Trump's winning, winning, winning into the evening, and then into the wee hours of the morning, all of a sudden these mail-in ballots are going to come in by the boxes, and Biden's numbers are going to go up, almost verbatim. Hold on, I you said, you, said it, you said that? No, I said that in my talk no, show. No, that's what I'm saying. You, you said you oh. predicted that? Yeah, I did. I saw it coming. Because they were so in favor of the mail-in ballots, and Trump was not in favor of the mail-in ballots. And then when they started finding these trucks and, and other bins full of uh, mail-in ballots, um, and they were saying that they were for Trump, and again, like you were saying, that the media has their own twist on the story. Who knows who the ballots were for, or even if they were legitimate ballots. But so that made it appear already Trump's against mail-in ballots, and he's going to use that to steal the election. So they were projecting what they were doing. And and I didn't want to be right, but it happened that way. But also what things took place that didn't get reported a whole lot, but the the stories are out there um, and investigations. What happened in Arizona was the machines that they wanted to get, they wanted to subpoena the machines um, in certain districts to to look at them to find, you know, what happened with those, how can we do a, a recount. Now, mind you, the recounts that took place in the other states by hand, if you have bad ballots from the beginning, you're going to continue to count bad ballots. So they're going to come out the same. It doesn't matter how many times you count them. But again, in Arizona, um, what happened was they were trying to subpoena the machines to have them, um, you know, quarantined or whatever you want to call it to the side. So this way they could have somebody come in and take a look with both Republican and Democrats present. But guess what? The subpoena didn't go through. It was still in court. And um, the warehouse where they were keeping the laptop and the USB sticks um, were all stolen. They found them, but it was already too late. They had certified their their account. And so that news was reported. There was another state, I want to say Pennsylvania, but where um, the evidence was stolen again. In other states, it was destroyed. So it's kind of funny how that worked out (laughs) and how the – uh, they had Republican poll watchers there and the Democrat poll watchers there. But when it came down to actually um, looking at or signatures and so forth, again, you know, you, they didn't have the poll watchers that were close enough to watch or they had sent them away or, you know, as far as they weren't included in the process. And so it's like all these little things taking place in these specific states and their specific districts that are run by the Democrat. It, um, you know, it's just, the mounting evidence. And so all we wanted to do was just take a look, see. Let's let's prove that he won. What harm is that? Let's take a look, a hard look. We've got time because um, we had till January 6th 
But all this time, they were fighting, fighting, fighting as far as just trying to be heard in the courts, and the legislatures would hear, have these committee hearings, and basically, they, it didn't even seem like they were listening to the people a lot of times. They, would, they were sitting in a room, people would come in, a person would sit at the table, tell what they saw, um, and what happened, their experience, and they're like, okay, well, thank you for coming in. Next, we have so-and-so. Next, we have so-and-so, you know, and half the people on the committee weren't even there. They were in and out, in and out, maybe two or three um, was there. I wouldn't even say paying attention, but they had the sworn affidavits, and that's what they were going by, and they just kind of basically, you know, even the Republicans. That was the Republican committees that were listening. So I don't know. I don't know who won. I mean, as far as what's going on right now with the media and everything else, but I know Donald Trump won. The numbers are astounding. They're statistics, um, statistical uh, evidence, as well as type of uh, machine evidence where people, this person can actually, in his company, can actually look to see if the ballot itself was either printed someplace else or was a state-printed ballot. There's ink and forensic um, computer evidence for that. And there's a video on that. He, he had testified before the committee. They listened to him, and he, and he presented the whole thing. I was like, oh, wow, check that out. So anyway, um, yeah, anyway, that's all I've got. Thanks a lot, Malcolm. Back to you, Robert. Okay, well, uh, if anyone else wants to, uh, Malcolm, if you want to add on to that, or uh, anyone else is on the line, we have Zachary on the line now. But we will uh, do our like roundtable discussion, so we'll open it up. Yeah, we'll open it up to the floor uh, before we bring uh, Zachary in. There's still plenty of time, over an hour left of the show. Uh, I think that was you, Joseph, wanting to chime in. And, again, we'll do the roundtable uh, here. Joseph, if you want to chime in or anyone else want to make some comments real quick before we bring in Zachary, go ahead. Yeah, I, I, think you make, uh, I think you make a really valid point, Robert. You hit the nail on the coffin there. Um, we have to understand why? What was the motivating factor behind the rioters who, uh, you know, uh, stormed uh, the Capitol Hill? Because if we don't learn from our mistakes, and it's kind of interesting because what you said was uh, similar to what Tucker Carlson said last week. And he said, if we don't learn from our mistakes, we're just going to be back from square one all over again. So Tucker Carlson is was not condoning the rioters, but simply saying we have to understand. We have to learn from our mistakes. We have to know what are the motivating factors. We have to know. Um, you know, I, I, I am positive in my heart of all hearts that Trump did not uh, incite his words. Uh, we're not inciting the mob whatsoever. That is not what Trump wanted. Uh, if anyone knows who the real Donald Trump is, just, just judge him on his actions as president and how he's um, managed his uh, business empire. He's one of the most successful businessmen in American history. He's a man of integrity. He's not a man who would uh, incite a mob of insurrectionists. His followers adore him and love him for putting America first. He would not do anything to tarnish that in any way, shape, or form. So, you know, uh, the conservative movement being... Uh, put in one blanket, as Suzette said, uh, because of the actions of a few uh, knuckleheads is just ridiculous. And the fact of how it's being hyperbolized today in Capitol Hill by the Dems saying that, oh, the intent of the rioters was to 
hold uh, members of Congress and Senate hostage. That was not the case. That didn't even happen. They didn't even come close to doing that. Or it was to overthrow the government, which is completely hyperbolized. It's preposterous. That was not their intent. They were trying to stop the count. They weren't trying to overthrow the government. That's ridiculous. They wouldn't be able to do that. Uh, nor did they ever try or attempt any one of them to hold any of the elected members of Congress or Senate hostage. Then you also got to ask yourself, when we talked about this last week, Robert, how is it that the most guarded security place, a guarded secu- a secured place, Capitol Hill, basically let these people walk in like nothing? Uh, Bowser called for the National Guard a few days before, uh, and then the FBI spoke yesterday and said that although there were warnings that something like this was going to happen the day before on social media, they couldn't explain how Capitol Hill was ill and unprepared whatsoever. The most secured place that's supposed to be uh, of one of our institutions, they couldn't even explain it. Now, you know, you know something is wrong when the FBI is flabbergasted and they can't even explain that. I mean, how is it so convenient that Basically, they were able to just walk in like nothing. And if you look at the videos, they didn't run in. They walked in, and they occupied Nancy Pelosi's office for quite a while before the police all of a sudden showed up. And then the the most tragic part, and I'll defer it back to you so we can get Zachary in, is that tragic uh, Trump supporter, that female veteran of the Air Force of 14 years who never had a gun, was not posing an imminent threat, did not charge at the police. The police fired back at her. She was, uh, she was uh, wounded and, and later died in a hospital. Um, and the police said, oh, well, in, in, in the heat of the moment, you know, we were like so overwhelmed. They couldn't even give a, a valid reason as to why. And not one person from the left has acknowledged her death. Instead, all of a sudden, they want to acknowledge the two police officers that died. You mean the same party that was for defunding the police the entire uh, summer of love when they were burning down our cities in Portland, Kenosha, New York, Chicago, L.A.? Really that same party? So, you know, it just makes me wonder, geez, when something is too good to be true, it's too good to be true for the wrong reasons. And I'll defer back to you, Robert, uh, so we can get Zachary in. Can I jump okay. in? Go ahead, John, and then I don't want to give – I know we got plenty of time up, but I know we're doing the roundtable here. Uh, go ahead, and we'll get in uh, – Zachary, go ahead. Yeah, I want to just tell Malcolm, thank you for being a part of the show and helping shake us up in the way we think and how we can try to be better communicators. I'm one of those people that have a tr- have trouble – communicating with groups of people at times and sometimes people misconstrue what I say and it's mainly probably because of the way I communicate so I appreciate you challenging us and making us um, think about these things from other perspectives now what I wanted to say is the fact that in 2016 when everybody thought there was a rigged system and all this Russia influence and whatnot was in on it, we spent $40 million on investigation after investigation after investigation. And all of it was started on innuendo, rumor, and hearsay, and they were protecting the whistleblowers every step of the way. That's a great point. Yeah, we spent $20 million investigating, right. 
Yeah. Well, not only that, they they just threw out all of the predication protocols to properly, you know, affirm the evidence and facts that they're material, direct, and relevant, and that there's any eyewitnesses or firsthand testimony. They threw it completely out the window. Well, they're doing it again now. But this time, they're not willing to spend one penny on any investigation to make sure that any of us have any faith in our elections and that there's trust. And then also, you talk about the media. Well, the media, as well as the Bar Association and the Administrative Procedures Act, those are all the elite Robert Barron's propaganda arm. They are colluding to defraud you out of your personal property, Malcolm. Your personal property under the Declaration of Independence, you assume among the powers of the earth the separate and equal station to which the laws of nature and of nature's God entitle you. You own your property of governing you. You have exclusive jurisdictional authority and power to decide your own burdens and encumbrances. They've been defrauding all of us of that forever. And so, therefore... They are getting away with it because all of these different organizations are pulling this mind scam on everybody and allowing them to be the bullies and the arbiters of truth when nobody really has the authority or power to tell you what rules, laws, processes, and procedures burden and encumber you in governing. Otherwise, they're making you their legislative slave, representing you like a pimp represents a prostitute. You're a second-class citizen. And when they deny you your right of redress, you know, whenever you have a problem with the the laws infringing on your pursuit of happiness, and then you want to get changes to get remedy, you know, redress of grievances, and they deny that to you, that's called extrinsic fraud. They've just cut you completely out of the system, and that's all unlawful and illegal, and they continue to turn a blind eye to the people in our country that suffer from this, and most people don't understand how to communicate this, and I struggle with trying to communicate it, and that they're ripping you off. Your personal private property is the governing of you, so they've been destroying your private property for ages. Thank you, Rob. Back to you. Well, you're welcome, John. Yeah, um, good timing, too, so I'm hear my programming note before bringing uh, Zachary in. Is that uh, on this portion of the program, if you're out there listening on chat or if you uh, are, you know, listening from other places, on about five minutes, your audio is going. Not, if you're on the call, you're good. Uh, the audio will uh, end. So if you'd like to chime in or listen to the remainder of the show, give us a call at 347-957-428. Push the one on your number dial. We'll get you into the show. Uh, but also don't let your phone uh, batteries die or, or mics or whatever you called in on uh, because if your call drops, unfortunately, you will not be able to call back in. So uh, keep those uh, those lines powered. And so let's go ahead and bring in Zachary. Zachary, please uh, do here. If you could tell us where you're calling from, appreciate it. How are you tonight? I'm very good. I'm calling from South Carolina. How are you all? Oh, South Carolina, then, uh, yeah, you got one of your representatives, Tom Rice, who decided that the impeachment would be a good thing. That's fine. I don't care about that. They're all, they're all shills. Uh, what, what I was going to talk about, uh, I think it's interesting. You know, I, I myself, I'm very far right. I consider myself a nationalist. I supported Donald Trump. But 
I think it's very interesting as someone who does street activism, uh, someone who's very involved in like right-wing grassroots organizations, that the right wing always wants to talk about stuff in the past. You want to you want to talk about Obama. You want to talk about 2016. You, uh, I've listened to all of you guys talk about stuff all the way up to the you know, the Capitol demonstration, but I haven't once heard how do we talk to young Republicans now. How do we talk to young people now? How do we get them to our side now? I don't ever hear solutions. I just hear complaining, and I think that's what the boomer meme is about Republicans. You never have solutions. You just have complaints. Donald Trump lost, fair, fair or, or unfair. That doesn't matter. It's over. Biden will be the president of the United States come January 20th. I just threw up on my mouth, Zachary. Thank you. <laughs> Okay, yeah. So what do, what do we what do we do what do we do what do we do from there What do we do from there? Well, that's a very good class question. action lawsuit against that, our that's government. That's a very valid point. Yeah. Well. So I'm wait, 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 wait. Real quick, real quick, real quick. Because somebody said a lawsuit against somebody said a lawsuit against our government. Do you realize that the scope of of a fraudulent election? That would have had to happen. I mean, I believe it was fraudulent. I mean, you think? I mean, they say that Biden got more votes than any president elect ever. But do you understand the scope of the government involvement that would take to pull that off? And then you want to say sue the government? Do you think you're going to win in a court? Are 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 you insane? So you distrust the government, but you want to trust the government to settle your issue? That's insanity. That's why people think Republicans no. are dumb. Wait, we the people are the government, not the crooks that work no, inside our government. No, no, we're not. No, we're not. We don't. No, we're not. We're not the Electoral College. We're not the Supreme Court. No, we're not. Maybe in idea, maybe in writing, but as of now, no, we're not. So well, you it, you are it, subject it, to them being your overlords. And you have no power oh, equal to theirs as a self-governing free person? So the only power we have over them is to load a fucking rifle, and that's it. So no one, no, no one on this call is going to say that, that that's the course of action. So don't tell me well, that the whole government well, – don't tell well, me the whole well, government could have a fraudulent election and then take your side in court. Are you, are you going to vote out the elected officials? Are you going to vote them out? Oh, you're going to vote them out? So another another you know Israeli loving neocon can be put in their place. You're going to vote them out. Well, I'd go as far as to say well, we don't do even you have go a government. Whenever you destroy private property, okay, I'm sorry. Let's have one person at a time. Where do you hold go on. when you destroy private property? Okay, if the host, I'm going to use my my what little power I have here. Um, let's let's do this one at a time. I'm going to make a little order here, and and, and I'm going to do something unusual. I'm going to start it. Uh, <laughs> and so, and Zachary, you make up a great point. A couple things, or points, I should say. One is listen to last week's show. Uh, they're all archived, and we had a gentleman on here who conveyed something you alluded to. You didn't allude to it. You pretty much said it when you mentioned a bullet and a rifle. But, I mean, he said, and, and you're right, people don't want to say this uh, for obvious reasons. But, you know, he's like, look, he's like, those people who stormed the Capitol, I mean, he stated that, you know, he thought that maybe, you know, if we are in a war, 
if people want to liken this to a war, when they stormed the Capitol, too bad they didn't have, uh, you know, designated survivor moment, you know. And, I was, I was, and so I get it. There's, I a lot of people, there's a lot of people who feel that way. I would say that I, I'm not saying that I endorse this, but all the people that were identified in storming the Capitol are facing 10 to 20 years for doing nothing but running into a building. They could have got 20 years for fucking taking those motherfuckers out into the street and tarring them, feathering them. Yeah, well, yeah, they um, – it's a good thing we're not regulated by the FCC, which we try not to do F-bombs here when possible, but I, I understand your conversation. I apologize. I apologize. I, I, I've, dropped a, I, I've dropped a few of them myself <laughs> in my time here on the show. Uh, but, no, yeah, I mean, great. I that, that's a good point. That, that's why – um, here's how, how we're going to do it here. Is we gave our roundtable discussion, Zachary, and I'm, I'm going to make my comments based on what you just said, and then we're going to bring it to our, our, our all the folks on the line, and that'll start with you, Joseph, and then uh, John, and then we'll bring it to um, to you, uh, uh, Malcolm. I mean, Suzette. I'm sorry, then Malcolm, then Kelly, and of course we'll bring it back to, to Zachary. Not real long comments, folks. Just you know, reactions to what Zachary said, and, and again, I'll start first, which you know is rare. Is that you know I've said for a long time, and again as you said, Zachary, not necessarily con- you know not not condoning this, but I want people to to think, and two things, and, and you brought one of the possibilities, is when a, when a, when a people no longer can trust in their elections to change their government, which and I said this earlier on the show, but I don't know if you're you're on the call yet or listening to the show then, but. When they can address or redress or whatever their grievances to our government or change our government through the voting system as we've been brought up all of our lives here to think, hey, you don't like your government. The way you change it is you vote the people you want in, and and that's how you change it. But when you have a people who cannot trust that there's going to be an honest election anymore, that it's all going to be rigged, you know, for sometimes – does anyone ever think it was weird, and they always talk about the pendulum, where, oh, sometimes Republicans win, sometimes Democrats win. I always thought that might, that might have been a false thing, and who knows? We Elections might have been – you know, every other election or something might have been ranked. I don't know. But yes, the, the point is, is that when, when, people, when people lose faith in the ability to change their elections – I'm sorry, their government through elections – what other recourse that do they feel like they have, especially when every form of government is controlled by one party like you know like they do in uh, like they do in China, where you have a media that is basically like a state run media when you have people who are supposed to be from the opposition party who really isn't opposing the other party you know uh, in a lot of ways. And so, what 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 recourse do do people have? Now you mentioned that's where you mentioned Zachary. You know, people. Can I say people talk about? No, hold on. We're going to do it in order. I'm going to I'm going to finish, and then I'm going to do it in the order that I that I dressed out, or it's just going to get very chaotic, and I really don't want to do that. Um, And so, what it's going to be is, you know, you mentioned okay, we got to educate to get the young people to to come on with you know conservatism, whether it's far right, right, or, or conservatism. We got to get the young the young folks involved, which I, I agree. Well, I mean, we definitely do. Um, 
I, I did find it interesting where now um, the NFL uh, was showing a program on, uh, you know, on Nickelodeon. Everybody's like, oh, my God, that's so great. The, the NFL is trying to reach out to our young people, and it's just a great thing that they're doing. And blah. No, it's, I mean, no, it's not, in my opinion, because now what are they going to do? I mean, the NFL is not just a sports organization now. They've become, almost become political activists. And so now, as you pointed out, Zachary, they're going to go after the kids. Well, so what are they going to do? Oh, let's, and they, it's the way they set it up. Oh, they'll set it up like, oh, some nice football games on Nickelodeon. and They get fun for the kids and this and that. And then when is it going to come the time when the NFL is going to put their political agenda in there? Oh, now these kids are hooked at watching Nickelodeon with the NFL on it, you know. <clears throat> and whoop, now, now, now you go, you're indoctrinating the kids, you know, through the NFL on, on Nickelodeon. So just another – so I don't think it's a great thing that, oh, the NFL's on Nickelodeon now. They're, you know, they're trying to increase – and also we know what they're doing, that, I think. And they're definitely trying to, of course, as, as a business does, they should – Increases their audience because why are the NFL, you know, trying to reach out to kids other than I think they're going to try to propagandize them later? Is they got to increase the audience because how many people, including myself, have pretty much stopped watching the NFL? You can't really go to the money to the games, and you really, I, how many people actually stopped watching the NFL on TV? They've lost a lot of money, so they got to try to get their ratings from somewhere. You know, because they're not getting it on the other channels because people are like, screw this, sports became politicized. So I'm going to get off my soapbox there. And then, again, we are going to do this uh, in order uh, as, as the people online. So we're going to go to you, Joseph, and then John, and then Suzette, and then Malcolm, and then Kelly. Again, not real long because, I mean, we do have a little less than an hour, but I do want to bring things back to Zachary. And if we all take 10 minutes, we just won't have time to do that. Um I have a feeling this would have been another one of those programs that I probably could have done for four hours. But anyway, that's not the case. Uh, but anyway, we'll go to you, Joe. So thank you. Yes, I'm in the neighboring state of North Carolina, and I think Zachary brought up a lot of really, really valid points. Uh, we do need to start coming up with solutions, but we need to come up with realistic solutions. And I mean no disrespect to anyone on the show, but Zachary hit the, the, the nail on the, on the coffin. I mean, if our government is capable of rigging a mass election of over 75 million people, suing the government is just uh, pie in the sky. That ain't going to happen. I mean, we could, we could follow suit, but we're never going to see the, uh, the, the, the day of light on that one. So I completely agree with, uh, with Zachary. He made all valid points. Uh, I do understand where he's coming from. I'm, I'm in a traditional red state that's now becoming more of a battleground state, uh, neighboring North Carolina. And, uh, but if we're going to have solutions, they have to be solutions that are going to work. They can't be these pie-in-the-sky, uh, you know, uh, wishful thinking, utopia dreams that are never going to come into fruition. And uh, I'll defer back to you, Robert. Thank you. And thank you, Zachary, for coming on the show. Oh, um, yeah, thank you. Go ahead, John, again, briefly, because uh, you know, I want to bring you know, some other things back in. Well, because it's another topic, an article I want to get to. I might just get to the, the title and the gist of it, um, but I want to have some conversation on that. Uh, but go ahead. Uh, yeah, that, that's Yeah, well, thank you very much, Robert. I appreciate your order and command. Um, definitely, oh, don't we have command, to find – I don't like that. 
<laughs> well, it's your show. You Don't need take you have to. <laughs> well, the the point I'm trying to get to is we have a Declaration of Independence and a Constitution, and everybody wants to manipulate their own interpretation. But I can prove my interpretation through the documents itself. And therefore, we're always going to have a problem until we understand we have to have a common base reference of convention of rules and laws that we are willing to hold ourselves in true obedience to. Otherwise, we're just going to kill each other. Because if you're going to allow certain people to get away with nefarious mischief and not have to bear, just, you know, stand on truth and what is integrity and veracity in our system, then you don't have a Declaration of Independence in a Constitution. It's just some corrupt scam to occupy your mind so they can continue to run roughshod over you and treat others the way you want to be treated. Don't burden others with, you know, governing rules, laws, processes, and procedures if you don't want to be burdened yourself because you can't burden others and then say, no, the others can't burden me. Because now you're saying that it's it's legitimate to have two different classes of people. When our Constitution, our Declaration is based on this premise that each legitimately legal United States citizen has the same equitable, self-governing, free people status. You get to decide you have your jurisdictional authority and power over the burdens and encumbrances of governing you. Otherwise, you are a slave either legislatively or physically. And I'm just arguing the point. Stop allowing them to make you their legislative slave. They're representing you like a pimp represents a prostitute, and it's your fault. Thank you so very much. Back to you, Rob. And then uh, let's go ahead and uh, Suzette. Okay. Um, All right. So uh, welcome, Zachary, to the show. I'm Suzette, as uh, Robert just stated. But um, so – let me just say this, and I'm talking about it on this show, I'm talking about it on my show. We're not just up against internal struggle. We've got external trouble as well. And they're right there on the horizon just ready to jump off and take us with them along with the rest of the world. And Joe Biden is the key to that. That's the, I'm sure you've all heard the Great Reset. They've already you know, got their hands, fingers, and, and roots already within the United States, in each state. I, there are lists of the um, cities with, and counties within the states um, that are already have uh, committed to this great reset. They have the list on their website, ICLE.org, um, the World Economic Forum. And we have this IMF, which is a, the International Monetary Fund, which is the arm of the, the, U, the UN. They created it. And then you have the World Economic Forum where you have all these corporations that are signing on. Don't mind my dog. He's not feeling all right now. He's coughing in the background. But anyway, so you have them all waiting. And you have these countries that are, you have these countries that are underdeveloped. And they're doing it through this guise of COVID-19 and the climate change. And for COVID-19, the whole lockdown um, is getting worse abroad. You've got the U.K., where they have people locked down, they're discussing only letting the people out once a week. But right now, they're letting them out, but they can't go any farther than 15 kilometers. And then back home again. And these things move from country to country, and, you know, we're next. as far And moving into this cashless society, 
New York was able to ban it from happening in their city because the small businesses stood up for themselves and took it to court, took Cuomo basically to court because he wanted to go cashless. Anyway, this isn't all conspiracy. If you just go to these websites, you see what cities are already involved, what counties are involved, what congressmen have already are involved, and what mayors and governors previous and still now current day have um, been elected to this world congress they created in the elections were in 2018. I mean, it's ridiculous. It's absolutely ridiculous. So when I say we don't have a government, we don't because they're operating from orders from, you know, this world Congress or whatever, whoever's dealing out these orders. I don't know. I can't say for sure. I'm still tracing it. But my thing was solution wise um, was to get involved. There's so many different groups involved in this. You know, they're called shapers and hubs. Um, and they're, you know, they have the youth, the young adults that are involved in these groups, these hubs that are within the cities, and they have them organizing and, you know, think that they're doing the right thing, but they're brainwashing and so forth. And, you know, you can believe it or not, but I don't see why they would go through all the trouble of planning all of this. It's been in the works for a long time. And I just, you know, it's not a conspiracy theory, and I don't bring it up often. And, and there's been many times on this show where I've said, it's over. It's been over. And I wasn't taken seriously. So, you know, do with you what you will with that information. Thank you. Well, thank you. And then uh, Kelly, he's um, going to come on a little bit later with us, and we're going to go uh, to you, uh, Malcolm, and then right back uh, to you, Zachary. I do see others on the on the call. If you'd like to chime in, just push the one on your number dial, and we will get you into the show. Go ahead, uh, Malcolm. Yeah, Malcolm. Well, we'll bring it over to uh, to Kelly, uh, and then we'll bring it uh, try uh, Malcolm again, and then we'll uh, go to Zachary. Go ahead, Kelly. Okay. I want to discuss the Twentieth Amendment, okay? Because the founders knew that the election of the president could become very contentious. They knew quite a bit about human behavior, <clears throat> what laws to pass, what safeguards to put in place. So I want to go into the 20th Amendment because theoretically, I'm going to say this very carefully, theoretically, Trump could still be president. Theoretically. Is the will there in Congress? No. Can they they have a change of mind? Yes. Would it take a miracle? Yes. Okay. So the 20th Amendment, okay, again, you've accuse me of being a constitutional scholar. It's real simple. Just open it up and read. Okay, 20th Amendment, Section 3. If at the time fixed for the beginning of the term of the president, the president-elect shall have died, the vice president shall become president. Well, when does the president-elect become the president-elect? Because the media says so. No. After the election, no. After the electoral college, no. Only after Congress has certified the Electoral College. So officially, per our Constitution, whether we like it or not, Joe Biden is the president-elect and Kamala Harris is the vice president-elect. So in summary, first sentence, if the the president-elect dies, Kamala Harris becomes president. Boom, done. That's how you deal with that. Second sentence, if a president shall have not 
been chosen before the time fixed for the beginning of his term. Okay. Well, that goes into the 12th Amendment. We just That's irrelevant right now. Okay. Or the president-elect shall have failed to qualify. What? Wait. Stop the bus back of the train. We'll praise the Titanic. If the president-elect shall have failed to qualify. What in the world does that mean? Fail to qualify. Hmm. Let's go ahead and look at the 14th Amendment, Section 3. Okay. 14th Amendment, Section 3, I'm going to summarize. No person shall hold any office of the United States who has taken an oath to defend the Constitution against all enemies, foreign and domestic, um, who has engaged in insurrection or rebellion against the same or given aid or comfort to the enemies thereof. So, insurrection, rebellion, wait a minute, is is, is a massive election fraud, Joe Biden said we have the greatest election fraud team in the country. Oh, whoops, little slip when you kind of get older and you're losing some mental faculties. Okay, fine. So, um, insurrection, leaking out, we have the best voter fraud in the team of the nation. Okay. Rebellion or giving aid or comforting comfort to the enemies. That would put Biden in a position of failed to qualify. Grand jury indictment for, say, something with Iran, Ukraine, China, something, something, or an election fraud that he knew about, did nothing about. Uh, okay. And again, this is theoretical. Highly doubt if it's going to happen unless a miracle changes Congress's mind. But Congress takes over, so let's continue reading the 20th Amendment. Oh, my Section God. Three. And the Congress may, by law, provide for the case where neither a president-elect nor a vice president-elect shall have qualified. So Congress can take over, theoretically, and disqualify both the president-elect and the vice president-elect. And then Congress shall be declaring who shall then act as president or the manner in which one who is to act shall be selected. Okay. What does this mean? Congress can take over the whole situation. And they can do, like, you know what? We've considered this mountain of evidence, which Jim Jordan submitted in the congressional record, including the Italy thing, which I don't have time for. Um, oh, my gosh, we've had a change of heart. Oh, my gosh. Biden was not legitimately elected. Okay, two options. A, before the 20th, and this section – um, this amendment, Amendment 20, Section 3, applies in a unique time period from January 6th till January 20th at noon. So theoretically, there is still a pathway. However, we have to have the will. But we go back to what are the options of Congress. By law, declare who then shall act as president, which means they can say this weekend, oh, Trump's going to be the president. We'll inaugurate him on the 20th. That would probably cause a civil war, okay, 
or they have another option. Congress. Jesus Christ. Um, or Congress may determine the manner in which one who is to act shall be selected. So what Congress could do is say, oh, my gosh, we have a disaster here. we got all these problems, blah, 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 blah. Oh, We're going to have a revote in Arizona, Nevada, Wisconsin, Michigan, Pennsylvania, and Georgia. Sure. We're going to have hand-counted paper ballots. And that's how we're going to determine the president, and the elections will be on pick a date, March 15th, April 15th. Yep, sure. So that's a, theoretically, for the Constitution, a pathway. Um, that's, Is it that's, going to happen? So there's somebody, hold on, Kelly. Is there someone uh might need to mute their mic because I see some either hear some background talking or something. Um, but no, it's yeah, that's me. That's me. You, said, you said I was before him, and, like, you went over me twice. Who's this? Zachary. But, uh, this is Kelly. We were, it was went, uh, you know, it went Kelly and then Zachary because he called in before you did, Zachary. We were going to go Malcolm, but Malcolm, when I called for Malcolm, he didn't come, he didn't come on. So we had Kelly, and you were after Kelly. That, it's in the line this of which guy's going the people this guy's going for like ten, This guy's going for like 10 minutes. Well, I happen to be a guest panelist for at least, what, eight years now? Anyway, so what I'm trying to say, and I'll go ahead and turn it over to Zach, but basically there is a theoretical path, but highly unlikely, and I believe it's happened before in our nation's history. So, um, you know, I've been to the point where I'm accepting Biden's going to be our president, but I guess I wanted to tell people this because bizarre things could happen in the next week, um, and hopefully we'll have peace because, if necessary, Congress has to step in. But either way, we've got to find a way to assure the American people that whatever president becomes president was legitimately elected, or the president, the position of the president, will not be very effective. Over to you, Robert. Well, there you go. You know, you know, Kelly's got a lot of good information, but, we, you know, again, we do things down the line in the order folks call, but so, it's over to you, Zachary. Go ahead, and then we'll see if Malcolm's back. Go ahead, Zachary. Yeah, I, I have a few points for the whole roundtable. Round First of all, to the guy from North Carolina, uh, the, I, I, that guy talks very intelligent. I like him a lot. I'd love to hook up with him and do activism. Uh, to the person – that was before me talking about all this constitutionalism. I mean, I enjoyed the Constitution, but the Constitution hasn't served us shit since the 1950s. So that's a dying battle. And and and, and do why do you even care? Mike Pence already certified the electoral, you know, the electoral votes. It's over. It's it's over. Instead of like going into your books and looking about how like oh how Trump might pull out some miracle, how about you go out and actually you know do activism? How about you put up flyers? How about you talk to people? How about you be like you know a real you know guerrilla organization? Because that's what we're going to be. Twitter for right wing people is gone. Parlor is gone. You know, every every mode of you know activism we have on the internet is gone. So how about you get used to being a guerrilla? Uh, you you're an insurgent. You are an, an actual insurgent. And and you know and when it comes to the NFL and, and Cartoon Network. Uh, how about you just be a dad? Uh, I don't let my kids watch shit that has SJW stuff in it. 
if my kids want to watch a show, I'll watch it before they watch it, and I decide if they can watch it or not, and that's the final say in my house. Uh, we need to stop talking about Trump. We need to stop talking about the Constitution and how, oh, Trump might plot a victory. The, the Republican Party has not conserved anything since the 1950s. The GOP is dead. We need to step up and, and, and make a new party. We need to step up and give people options. We need to take you know ideas from winning ideologies and apply them to where we live. That's that's the future. That's the future. Not all this this whole cult of personality around Trump. That's garbage. Trump didn't. I mean, I, I voted for Trump and I supported Trump, but Trump didn't even do that much for us. He didn't do shit for us. He did more for Israel than he did America. Oh, I guess America first. But this is this is garbage. No one cares about like some constitutional law when you talk to to the normal person. They don't care. That's over. Go out there, put up flyers, put up stickers, talk to people, make videos, get active. Don't just sit and read books and like pontificate on 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 blog talk. Because you think you're a scholar, and bro, you're not a scholar. You're reading. You're reading straight out of a book. There was oh, no so great. Jeffrey, we're not now. Though, wait a minute. Wait a minute. I've been. Uh, the, I agreed with almost everything you said except that. I, and and I'm not. You know, we're not gonna. We we don't do that. To, I don't do that to even liberals who come onto the show. Um, and I, I, I certainly part, I don't part. have that to my my, my panelists. Yeah, I've known I I've known Kelly for quite some time. I've had, I've been quite some time. I apologize. I apologize, but it's a coat. <laughs> it's you. a coat. It's 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 literally a it's literally a coat. Well, and uh, and you know, and I agree again. I you know I agree with a lot of what you said, and it, especially what you know that that's the frankness of it. What I'm talking about is that. What you said about the, the, the being, being used to being a gorilla, being a, you know. How about uh, we do a show about that? How about how about we do a show about that instead of talking about the Constitution and Trump, you know, being you know a stolen election? How about we talk about what's next instead of what's past? You're not doing any conservatives or right wing people a justice by sitting here and talking about shit they lost. How about we tell them how to win? How about you tell young men to get in shape? How about you tell young men to get married? How about you tell young men to have kids? How about you tell women to learn how to sew, to learn how to cook, to learn how to be mothers? How about you bring back tradition and actually conserve something? I noticed you didn't have any criticism for me. You did the whole roundtable. I mean, for Zachary, I mean, you're pissed off, and I get it. And Because uh, I want you guys to be pissed off, too. I want y'all to be pissed off, too. Oh, you're I my am. brothers. You're well, my sisters. No, I'm, no well, I'm pissed, well, let me tell you something. I've been pissed off since November 3rd. Um, <laughs> I've been I've, I've been pissed off since November third. I I probably you know so I mean I get you. I'm pissed, and I a lot of things that you know you're saying is is you know I get it. Like one of we we talked about how Biden was okay with you know a lady who came on. Why are we his, talking about Biden? Why are we talking about Biden? 
That, 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 why? Because, because, why? What? Why? Well, well, because why, dude? Was, 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 people, what do we do next? What do we do next? You're the older Republican. What do we do next? Who cares what happened? What do we do next? Well, it's what's going to happen when I'm stating, Zachary. Okay, that's why we call it Bard's logic here. We're all we're all upset. We're all you know emotional about it. Okay, but we're going to have to do it and use our reason as well. I get it. I'm pissed off too. And as I said, I've been pissed off for a long time. And if you, again, if you look through the other you know episodes, you see how pissed off I've been, and and we should be. And so, so where's the solution? So, so where's the solution? One of the fa- hold on, hold on. I don't like people talking over people or interrupting people, so I appreciate it. So, well, I'm a fascist. I'm, I, I, I do it naturally. Okay. When I, when I bring up when I bring up Biden and what he's going to do, people need to know because the, people need to know what Biden's going to do because if people know what he, he's really going to do and what they're talking about here is what we're trying to we're trying to motivate people. We're not here to just talk. And I agree with you. We shouldn't. We, you can't just talk, okay? And you know you can't just talk. And so you have to do action. And what we try to do here is by informing the grassroots is to spur them into action because people so need to reason to act. Do you think? Do you people think most people that. listening? Do you think most people listening to you right now are, are right wing? Oh, I would say most of them, yes. Okay, so you don't need to tell them what Biden's going to do or how bad Biden is. You need to tell them how to be better, how to achieve, how to motivate, how to recruit, how to you know, actually be the people we need to be to change America. You don't need to tell them about their enemy. You need to tell them how to be a mu- – how to be a, I was about to say a cuss word – how to be a warrior. We don't need to hear about our oppressor. We need to hear about how to be Vikings. We need to hear about how to you know, be conquerors. I'm telling people to get in shape. Get married, have kids, have a traditional household, go out, do activism, meet people in your area, put up flyers, put up stickers, change the world, and stop thinking about all this stuff that's going on in other countries. The revolution starts locally. The revolution starts in your neighborhood. The revolution starts with you. Forget what the other places are doing. What are you doing? I got stuff yeah, to yeah. say. There's nobody else there. Let me, let me, I'm going to put my hand up here, okay? Yeah, well, you know what? Hey, exactly. you said, uh, well, well Kelly, met, Kelly did. I mean, a warrior. I mean, see, I do. I think we need more warriors. I can't. I, 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 I'm not going to apologize for saying this, but I agree with a lot of what he says. I mean, and, and it's not. It's not. Basically, we were that. I mean, we were, you know, you know, as you said, fathers and mothers, and and we were active, but we didn't just. You know, again, we're not here to just sit on our ass and talk. And I appreciate you coming in. And you know what, Zachary? You're more than welcome to call whenever you want and say, look, this is what I think people to do. That's great. Okay? I, I mean, we do need – I agree. We do need that kind of stuff. And I would like to have more of that. Like the beginning of the show, which you may have missed, is we, we're definitely a political show. We take a political – you know, we work on the politics, the, politics, the political mechanisms of it, Okay. And that, that's what we do a lot here on the show, okay? And so, like earlier, you know, we're listing the people who uh, – because we do still need our representatives. We're saying, look, these are the people who, you know, 
voted for the impeachment, which was uncalled for. So we need to find – hold on, but please let me finish, okay? We need patriots who will, who will actually represent the people, okay, because Americans deserve to have men and women. We're always going to have a Congress. We're always going to have people who are supposed to be representing us. So if we're going to have to have people in there, we're going to have to have patriots, men and women, who are going to be of and for the people, not of and for the politicians. Okay? So that's an aspect that we spend, we do spend a lot of time on because we, it, we is, it is a politics political show. Now, as an activist show, I would, I would love to have that, that aspect of the show is to get people out there, tell them what they want to do. Because and, you, and if you listen to a lot of my archives, you know, you will hear them. I don't say it all the time, I'll be honest with you, but you will hear me say, we've got the problems, now what are the solutions? Let's have solutions to what we're, you know, to, you know as you said, what's next? We've got to figure out what's next. And I know what. Go, go ahead, Zachary. So what's then, next, uh, I would I would say is that you know the young men in this nation need to learn how to be men. Uh, most of them need to learn a trade because college and you know degrees are not for everybody. We need to go back to a, a nation where men you know sign up to defend their nation and get their hands dirty. They need to be husbands and, and, and practice monogamy. They need to have wives that they take care of. They need to have children. They need to raise their children right, and 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 then you know. Politics is downstream from culture, so culture is the thing we need to actually debate and argue. If men – and I mean I'm not, and I'm not meaning this in a sexist way, but if men are men and dictate culture, what we believe will follow suit. That, that's plain and simple. That, that is history. The reason America is the way it is is because men have failed to be men. The only reason women have wanted to be men is because men didn't do their job. We can't blame it on feminists. We can't blame it on liberals. Right-wing men have failed, and we need to learn where we've failed and how we need to get better. We need to teach young men how to be men. Do we need more John Wayne? <laughs> That's not we being facetious. I mean it. <laughs> No, no. I mean, I mean, in hindsight, I would say no, no because that's fans, so that's not a bad thing. <laughs> oh no, no. What I'm saying, so like, what I'm saying is, men need to learn how to be men. I mean, you know, I'm a blue collar guy. I make a very good living, very good living as you know, as a mechanic. My wife doesn't work. My kids, I I rule over them like I was a dictator. You know, I, I make sure my house is in order. I make sure everything works the way it should, and that's the way America functions. That's the way a society functions. The failure of a society is of the failure of man. I agree. Thank you. Thank you. The, the, the one smart woman on this phone call, thank you, because that, that's how it is. Men dictate how a society goes, and when a society fails, it's because men fail. It's always well in the beginning. It's always been the head of household. You keep your house in order, and everything else follows. And that's there's an order. There's a natural order, and that natural order has been shaken up and flipped upside down. And now look where we're at. 
And that's because weak men, not because strong women. That's because weak no. men have a lot of to happen. You're right. You're right. Wait, the women you didn't have to work in the household, but they had to step up to the plate because of the economy. They were forced to go to work because it, there was just the economy had forced it that way. And from then on, the women have just kind of taken over. I, I tell you what, I have a lot of young men that live around my my home here as far as um, college, um, my neighbors and stuff, their kids or children. And it's not even just the, the, the behavior itself. It's they I don't know what it is. It's in the water. It's in the milk. But men, even young <laughs> men, their voices used to change. Their voice, and physically, their voices would change. Your voices would change, right? You would turn into men. You knew the maturity level, you know, as you aged. They haven't changed. I mean, and the mannerisms, it, we've, we failed our young men. We failed our young men. When you have I, a I, young man... 18, 19 years old that has a girlfriend that looks more manly than he does. This is my girlfriend, you know. I would say to any man listening, if you're a man like, you know, late 20s, early 30s, the best thing you can do. Uh, so I live like in an area like I, I live I live in a pretty good area, but right next to me is like really poverty stricken. Like I live on the coast, like by the beach. So like the poor to rich ratio is out of this world. But twice a week, I go to the poorest neighborhood where I live, and I teach kids how to work on cars. There you go. And, and it, it, it's strictly it's strictly boys. I don't – I mean, and I have nothing against girls working on cars, but I strictly teach boys how to work on cars. And, and, and we need to be the change in our community. Uh, we can sit and talk about politics because it's fun. It's fun to you know, you know, set up utopias. It's fun to talk about ideology. But in all reality, a culture and a society is what its men does. That's the mm-hmm. that, that's it. That's it. And and if men aren't teaching young boys how to be men, we're going to have a nation of faggots and 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 liberals. And the women need to support the men. It's a it's a two way street in marriage. The man is the head of the household, but the woman runs the household. There's a mutual respect when it's done right, and it's not a matter of. Um, submissing to your husband because he supports me in what I do on my end of the deal. It's a, it's a, it's a companion two-way complementary type relationship and, and each has their role. It's not any, I don't submit to my husband, but I have certain things I've got to do, certain things that he has to do and I support him and he supports me and that's it. You know, it's not a matter of being submissive in any way. (laughs) It's just the natural order. at At least, at least when you get married, we submit to each other. Uh, well, you, there is no, there is no. My wife does not submit to me. You know, I mean, she right. has her her job. I have my job. But when mm-hmm. we submit to each other, when we submit to each other, and when I do my job, she does her job. Everything works like you know yin and yang. Everything flows. It, it, it's it's right. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, our bills get, our house is clean, our kids get fed, our kids are taught. You know. The, it's it's yin and yang. It's yin and yang, and and I do understand that women have you know a role, but I truly believe that the failures of society is strictly based on the failures of men. Can I jump in? Yes. Rob, you're the show host, <laughs> and this is the We the People show. I'll let him do it. No, no, go ahead. That's fine. <laughs> what happened to Malcolm? Yeah, well, see. The thing of well, it is that dropping, so did Cal, so did uh, so did Joseph's. Uh, what? 
No, I said uh, uh, Joseph and Malcolm's calls dropped, and unfortunately, when the call drops, this part of the show, unfortunately, you're you're unable to call back in. But okay, is that an okay for me to go ahead, Don? Go ahead, John. Yeah, well, Zachary, I appreciate what you're bringing to the table. The problem I have in the sense of what I hear you saying, it's so general because everybody that I know on this show that you heard speak have been proactive outside of this conversation. These conversations are more just a basis of getting an acknowledgement of what's going on in the different um, cultures, if you want to say there's subcultures throughout our country, and then – giving each other opportunity for ideas on how to move forward. I mean, I've made 27 some odd calls to my congressmen and senators and whatnot this just this week. And then in the past, I've helped people run for office and going out and knocking on doors or whatever. But also, like you're saying, you're going out and helping these people learn how to do a trade. Well, we all do that to a certain degree in different industries. And the point of it is, is when you own a house, and you drive a car, and you operate a business, you have interference from other men who don't care to live like you want to live, and they get into office, and then they burden and encumber you with ordinances, you know, regulations, statutes, all kinds of these different things that actually make you pay taxes and then spend that money on what they think is important to ingratiate their circle of influence so their circle of influence can get more money, and then you're just their legislative slave. So it's like we can be smart and do the things you're talking about too, but whenever each one of us do our separate part, and the crooks that are out there that are doing just as much work, because think about it. The darn elite robber barons setting the ivory towers, pushing the paper around and getting other people to do their dirty work while you and I scream at each other we're talking about the wrong thing and we need to be talking about something else. They're just laughing and having fun at our ignorance. You you know, you know so first of all, I was not referencing anybody on this phone call because anybody that sets up this podcast and puts this into motion – uh, is evidently ha- has the spirit of being proactive. So I'm more or less talking to the listener. Uh, and second of all, the way we change that man in the, in the cow, the, the, the way we change that man in the Yeah, go ahead, Zachary, and then Kelly, and then um, we're getting close to doing closing comments for the night. Um, time fl- flies okay. when you're having fun. But go ahead, Zachary, and then we'll bring in Kelly. Then I have to do closing comments. Go ahead, Zachary. Yeah, I was just I was just gonna say uh, I think all of you are proactive. I appreciate all of you. You're all doing a good job, uh, even if we have different you know ideologies to a point. But we're all still brothers and sisters in this struggle against you know globalism, neoliberalism. Uh, we're all still comrades. Uh, but what I would say is the way to com- combat the man in the high tower. Is to you know teach the younger people. That's the best way we can do it. No, I, I I agree with that we got the because they're gonna eventually the future is gonna be theirs. Uh, go ahead, Kelly. I know you had your hand uh, raised up, and then we'll have to you start getting things. Uh, you got about three minutes, Kelly. Then I have to get things going for the closing comments for tonight. Go ahead. Well, Zachary, I really appreciate you calling in, and obviously. Everybody catches your passion, and yes, 
men need to man and uh, be man and man up. I mean, today I was out in the field, you know, pushing dirt, this, that, other stuff, you know, and so men need to be men. And uh, so what's frustrating is how liberal colleges like UCLA teach women that they should be in charge, and it all it does is produce produce conflict. And I've seen over and over, and you know, people come to me, I'm having trouble in my relationship or my marriage, whatever. You got control issue, chronic control issue, and just naturally, as Suzette mentioned, you know, men have the roles, women have the roles. How do you support each other? How do you build each other up? That's what the Apostle Paul wrote. Think about how to build each other up, encourage one another, et cetera, et cetera. So there you go. Um, politically, we we have a mess, and obviously, you have reached an audience that is active. As you are, you know, I myself, you know, city council multiple times, county supervisors multiple times. They're kind of annoyed with me because I'm calling them on things. You know, write your state legislature, email your field rep for your congressman, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Um, yeah, because us guys certain have these things between our legs. We take the initiative, and if we can gracefully – gracefully present our concerns, our situations. People start listening to us, not quite at first, but we got to keep going at it. Yes, raise our kids in such a way to man up when they need to be men. The initiative, there you go. And women love that. Women love it when men take initiative. Uh, how do I know that? I've seen it a number of times. Even in a group of men, men don't know what to do. It's like, well, how about this? Da, 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 take the initiative. There you go. People are like, wow. Well, I was afraid of saying that. Yeah, okay, okay. Well, I just have the man up, and there you go. So, yeah, you got some really good points. I hope you call in again. Um, I mentioned the Constitution because it just happens to be how things work. And we have a rule of law, and I would not go to any type of physical force. Yes, we get out there, post bumper stickers and yard signs and what have you. That's a political statement, but it's not violent. We have not exhausted everything as the founders did to go to physical violence yet. But if we exhausted everything, I'll be the first person there to be on the physical revolution side. But we have, as the founders gave us an example, we have to exhaust everything possible. We've reached the point of, you know what, they're not listening. Now we have to do what we have to do. And it takes great men with those <clears throat> with kahunas. So anyway, yeah, I, I like your passion, and I hope you call in again. And uh, so, yeah, we, we still have the Constitution. Yeah, I know I mentioned it was theoretical. I mentioned that a number of times. And maybe what's happened in our Congress, men who have no balls got elected somehow, and they like the glory <laughs> and the worship of people being a congressman. It's like, dude, exercise – what is right, the rule of law, and follow the Constitution, and we'd have a different country right now. So, anyway, I just, anyway, so I just wanted to throw those thoughts out, and I hope you call in again, Zachary. Back to you, Robert. And I do, we have reached that time um, for closing comments. Uh, each person's got about a uh, minute, minute and a half for their closing comments for tonight. Of course, I want to thank everyone for. Uh, coming on the show, we we'll hope to see you again next uh, Wednesday, 10 p.m. Eastern Time. 
Uh, who knows what we'll be talking talk about. And you know what, Zachary, uh, spurring people to do, because we definitely want to uh, spur people into action and doing something as well. We don't want to just, uh, as you said, uh, talk about uh, things. We, we definitely want people to take what they hear and, and, you know, do something productive about it. So we got closing comments. And so we'll go with um, you, John. Again, we each got about a minute. And then you, Suzette, Kelly. Zachary will be the last one for closing comment. Again, each person got about a minute, maybe a minute, 30 seconds. And unfortunately, I will have to close out the show um, at that time. So go ahead. uh, Go ahead, John. Yeah, well, definitely one of the biggest problems, too, is we get so many people out campaigning, and they say one thing, but then they do another later. And we cannot work with the system, any system, if there's not going to be trust in the truth of what people are communicating. And as long as we have to keep wondering who's being legit with this and never being able to identify what the problem is because so many lies and con artist tricks that are going on, and it's from every side, then we're never going to get you know, to the right solution. But we definitely all got to come together and understand our power. And each individual legitimate legal United States citizen is an equitable, self-governing, free person with jurisdictional power and authority over the burdens and encumbrances of you. Thank you, Rob. See everybody next week. You guys have a blessed week. Thank you for your time. Uh, thank you very much um, there, John. And then uh, you, Suzette. Uh, thank you very much, Robert, and thank you, Malcolm, Zachary, John, Joseph, and, of course, Kelly. Um, great show. I would just advise uh, homeschool. Homeschool is vital right now. You don't want your kids exposed to anything that they can be influenced easily by. They're like little sponges, and they will. They'll suck up everything. Before you know it, uh, yeah, they're going the other way. They can make friends with other homeschoolers, so don't worry about their social interaction. They'll be with like-minded children if you do it that way, if you work your neighborhoods. Also, uh, I think that hubs, we should utilize hubs with different hosts um, to interact, exchange our phone numbers that host can contact. So this way we can start organizing groups and pockets within our, our neighborhoods or, or, you know, counties, because that's important. We can talk, 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 but we need to get together and form, you know, different groups so we can get in touch with each other so we know what the other's doing and work towards more change and help each other out. That's it. Thank you very much. Have a good night. Well, that was about, that was almost perfectly a minute, Suzette. That's a skill. That's for, <laughs> that's for <certain. laughs> Thank you. <laughs> go, go ahead, Kelly. All right. Well, it's great to have so much passion on this call and hopefully people are putting actions to their to their passion, which I've been an activist for over 30 years and we've had a number of victories. And so, yeah, it, you know, passion, passion. And, but yeah, we have the rule of law constitutions, either from the state or the federal constitution. If not the constitution, what laws are we going to follow? Mob law, mob law, const, uh, communist law, communist techniques. Of course, obviously none of us listening want that idea. So we have to follow the rule of law. We have to follow what is peaceful. We have to exhaust all peaceful methods. And so, yeah, we do what we can. And I think there's a brilliant point Zachary made, which was uh, politics is downhill from the culture. So if we get our culture, and I highly believe in the scriptures for our culture, uh, if we get that straightened out, 
with love and men being men and graciously being men, but yet still being men, then we'll have a different country. So I guess I like several things, concerned about other things, but I like some of the things that Zach has said. So with that, I turn it over to Robert. Well, uh, actually, I'm going to get uh, for Zachary for his closing comments, and then I'll do mine, and then we'll unfortunately have to close things up for the night. Uh, thank you, everybody. Uh, go ahead, Zachary. Yes, so I came in as a fiery revolutionary. I will go out as a fiery revolutionary. Uh, I would tell all young men. I would I would tell all young men listening uh, the best way to to get involved in activism is to create a sock email, uh, usually Proton Mail, which is the best because uh, it oh runs my God, through VPN. We'll get them tonight. Uh, so yes, uh, make a sock email. Uh, make a make a flyer. Attach your sock email to that flyer. Uh, when people reach out to you, learn how to vet them. Uh, and I would say, you know, uh, men, any any young men listening, I hear a lot that you know men don't want to date or get married because like women are so liberal, women are so feminist. Uh, I will tell you right now, if you're a man of you know of standard, and you're a man who lives the way he speaks, a woman will fall in line to you. Uh, and not in a misogynistic way. She will take her natural God-given role, uh, and and that's the best way we can fix this country. Don't get too involved in the deep thought politics. It'll it'll drive you crazy. Uh, fix yourself. Fix your fix your town. Fix your neighborhood. That'll fix the world. Well, Zachary, I certainly appreciate it. And yeah, as everyone else has uh, said, you know, you're certainly welcome. And hopefully. Uh, we'll hear more from you again. Uh, definitely, we, you know, that's uh, uh, part of our our prism that I think would be a you know great addition here. Because yeah, we definitely want people to, to get up and act. Um, and it's it's interesting you mentioned uh, uh, Proton because I mean I've been you know thinking about getting you know ways I could get rid of Google and get rid of Gmail and you know things of that nature. I'm already going to get rid of Amazon Prime stuff like that. Uh, but so I also get uh, Proton from the new email. Uh, so I'm glad you brought that up. It was, it was kind of serendipitous. Uh, but one thing I want to mention is also is that for folks who may have been on Parlor, at least there might be a little hope for Parlor there uh, because there is a uh, more right-leaning uh, web hosting service uh, that's out there that they may be a Parlor may be able to find uh, to get on there. there was, I had an article. I certainly don't have time to to go through it tonight. Uh, but if you want to read the article, it's called Parlor Finds Refuge with Right-Leaning Web Hosting Service. And you can find that and all the other articles, photos, and, and videos on the website at www.bardslogicpoliticaltalk.com. Uh, you may find it's, a, it's kind of different than a lot of your political uh, websites. It's kind of got a, a space feel because I'm very strong, <laughs> uh, strong with the, the space program, and that's a big interest. And so it might look a little different there for you, but, yep, it's my website. <laughs> But anyway, uh, do uh, you know? Again, appreciate everyone coming on. It is that's why I call it Bard's Logic, the grassroots weed of people show. It is you, uh, the callers who call into Bard's Logic, uh, that do make us to have you know great shows, great episodes. Um, and, and so I'm really uh, happy to, to have you guys come in and, and proud we have the show that that does have uh, so many people who who do contribute. Um, and that's, again, to We the People Show. And it will uh, end tonight, as I do every night, and that is with the song by Aubrey Ashburn. And hope everyone uh, has a good week, and we'll see you next time, and good night.